Welcome everyone to week one. Officially week one. Last week was week alpha. Oh, I see. <laughs> Welcome to week one of the Freedman Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 29. Holy shit. We got through another month, another COVID month. We've done it. It <laughs> just gets easier every month, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, 2020 will be over in no time, and I'm sure 2021 is going to be fantastic. <laughs> well, we've got another day to go, so probably a little bit premature. As always, I'm joined by the fat team, Phil and Anto. Evening, Oi, Evening. Good evening. Another week, another bunch of stuff. Um, all of the things. All of the things. All of the things. Shore School. City's <laughs> lower North Shore was forced to go into damage control. Bunch After of a pricks. document detailing a muck-up day scavenger hunt circulated among Year 12 students. Uh, it was titled the Tri Wizard Shore Namement. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in detail in the next segment. Uh, we're opening up again. South Australia's Premier Stephen Marshall opened up South Australia to the, us good folk in New South Wales. Oh, the two um, state bubble. I the love two it. state bubble is officially uh, up and running. If I ever want to go to Rundle Mall again, I can just hop a plane. <laughs> there was a great. I'll uh, be right back, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going now. There was a great uh, article on the Batuta Advocate, which was a, just a picture of a Cessna landing at <laughs> Adelaide International saying, uh, this was before we opened it when ACT opened up to South Australia, saying <laughs> South Australia opened to a fanfare of ACT. Uh, <laughs> the tourism industry is alive and well. That's right. Um, we, can now, we can now return to not going to Adelaide because we don't want to, <laughs> not because we can't. <laughs> Um, we are, but while we, you know, sort of open our borders, we forget that COVID is still right around the world. Um, Europe going through a second wave. We um, made our first million uh, this week. Deaths. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Two days ago. Wow. So yeah, it is still. Having like an uplifting there. start to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle made the news. They uh, have Who? gotten involved in the. Uh, uh, the election in the US. Well, the US election. They basically have you know, said, essentially, without saying it specifically, please don't vote for Donald Trump. Um, oh, which yeah. obviously puts... Well, I guess, is Prince Harry even a prince anymore? Didn't he leave the... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my question to all of this, has anybody in all of these years finally figured out that saying don't vote for Trump just powers him Yeah, more. it doesn't work. Well, the thing work. about, the, the thing about Meghan Markle and, and, uh, and Harry is that they're just so relatable. That's it. You know, just to, to the everyman. <laughs> That's it. You know, you're, you're, looking, you're scrounging around through your couch trying to get enough money together to go buy a six-pack. <laughs> and you're thinking, I bet Harry's doing the same thing right now. He's struggling too. We're all in this together. They're standing at a, yeah, they're, they're in their, their beautiful manicured gardens, yeah. you know, with their you know, perfect lives. And... What do you think Trump's up to, Jeeves? <laughs> Don't vote for him, sir. <laughs> speaking of, um, speaking of, of Trump, he's got his... Um, He's, he's, he's nominated his, you know, pick for the for the Supreme Court there. And oh, and isn't she fantastic? Isn't she a one? Amy Barrett and, of course, the Democrats have already gone on. Oh, it's just a mess over there, isn't it? And also, sorry. Hey, I'm, but if you're looking to set women's rights back, it's a very good choice. <laughs> he's the very best at doing that. Oh. Sure. Um, and speaking of Donald Trump, I, I just added this on um, today. If you can imagine how every one of those, like, African dictator country started it oh, was yeah. hi if you lose the election will you give up power eh, we'll see <laughs> that's the best he could uh-huh. offer on that uh-huh. i mean like, well he just sort of bounced away from the question it's like well you know that's not really going to happen but uh if it does eh, we'll just... he just gets to do it 
Yeah. My boss says it's okay. Nothing's <laughs> stopping it. Like he said, we'll see. Uh, no. He's stacking the Supreme Court with people under his wing <laughs> that are all going to have his back. It's all outrageous, but I once again stand by the fact that all this conversation actually means nothing because he's not going to lose the election. He's not going to lose it. He's getting back in. We've all just got to... You know what? Sports bet yeah. would say that's otherwise. A, a, would they? Uh, oh, what's, the, what's the latest? He's uh, 210 with sports bet. I believe... Uh, 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 Joe Biden? We, we can dollar, Biden dollar rating. Is it, yeah. is it a dollar rating? I mean, dollar that's rating. not a very big spread. And I think Labor was like a dollar twenty to win the federal election mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. look what happened there. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we'll take a, di- a bit of a deeper dive into all of that. Um, also on the podcast uh, today, we're going to deep dive into uh, the sports rounds. Yeah, we are. Dadzo and the sports down. <laughs> got a fun beer that we're going to be uh, road testing in Hold My Beer. And I've got a fun uh, meal to talk about. To oh, right. that. Going to make Phil a little bit jealous that we have kids. Not, not really, but um, we'll try to. I'm going to chat a little TV. Try all you like, gents. <laughs> try all you like. we got video games. Yeah. Um, I'm going to dive into the world of glitching. Uh, which oh. I've just discovered. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's how you get your, your dream run on Super Mario Three. Unbelievable! I did, I did, my son is now talking about this. It's just unbelievable. Of course, we wrap up the show with a little Sydney news. Um, boys, my manly feat of the week this week: I ate an entire Singapore crab, which I was pretty proud of. You did. Um, I cleaned both of my cars. Um, the boys started helping me, but got bored about halfway through and just left with me with all the dirty work. And I also saw a tree uh, in our garage. Uh, there was a tree that was coming over the garage entry. And now you also used a blower to clean away the dryer. A leaf plant. blower. Yeah. God, you man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Boys, what about you guys? I helped my parents move. Uh, they were moving out of their holiday house. 20-year holiday house. You can imagine a lot of board games. A lot of spare sets of linen. A lot of VHS tapes, questionably labelled. Many of them with old Video Easy stickers on them. Uh, so I had to drive two hours south to prevent my father from forcing my mother to help him carry a fold-out couch. And uh, I stayed the night. Uh, I was up at six because my seven-year-old, uh, seven-month-old daughter had apparently slept in. And uh, Dad was up and moving couches. Fifteen minutes later, he must have heard me moving around trying to get the Nespresso machine to work. So anyway, I spent the next two hours packing until my mother woke up, demanded we have breakfast, and then off we went, taking all of the furniture to the Salvation Army in Shell Harbour. Now they were quick to tell me there was a stain on the mattress and they wouldn't accept it, so off we went to the Shell Harbour tip instead, and that was the end of that. To go back to your thing about the kid, like that always happens. By the way, that's a that's a father. What do you call it? Murphy Law type thing. If you spend the, if you're away or whatever, your child always sleeps in when you're gone. That's just how it works. I was being facetious with the sleeping because she slept in until six in the morning. That was her sleep. Oh, to me, that is a sleep. Like, <laughs> she's up with the sun at the moment, and daylight savings isn't helping my cause. Daylight savings can't come. Qu- so no, you mean non-daylight savings? Yeah, you whatever. Whatever. whatever it is. We, we 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 need to change. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because right now the sun's up at 5.30 in the morning and so she. Singing like that, a bird. I love that later in this podcast there's a segment where you try to convince yeah, me no, that this is a good idea, but you're, you're starting from a long way back already, gentlemen. <laughs> I thought this was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Well, it's really great to see both of you guys having this long list of manly things you did this week because I've got fucking nothing this week. And this morning, I'm fresh. I'm sure you can smell me today, gentlemen. I smell fantastic smell from an essential oils workshop. So clearly, I'm I'm the manliest man on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, that let no more be said about that. Nothing more manly about working with oil, mate. That's right. You know, you hear about the guys out there. That's how I should deep. have said it. You should have. I've been working with oil all day. Yes. <laughs> you know, my hands are greasy. That's right. <laughs> I they got, are. I got stains down my shirt. My beard smells. I mean, it smells like lavender at the moment, but... I reckon you can still you can pull it off somehow. Actually, sidebar. I went, I got my it's hair, Jasmine, actually. I got my hair done today. 
as it you can is. see. Oh, yeah. done. Yep. I went to shout out like... to um, House of Handsome in uh, Crown Street, Surrey Hills. Oh, you paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought earlier when you were telling me you got your hair done, I assumed your wife had done it. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of gins, I had a lovely barber. He was so I, it was it was a beautiful thing. Did you get a so massage? Good. Not a massage, but he did the hot towel and he put. Have you ever heard of this before? A, a holding powder in the hair, like yep. he just. Thought, I thought it was talcum powder. So it's a holding powder. Yeah, in your what? In my yeah, exactly. No hair here, punters. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Adam haven't uh, had a haircut in twenty years, mate. <laughs> and that's eight minutes and forty-four seconds to the first reference to Adzo being bald. <laughs> Adzo the bald. Love hey, it. at least I brought it up. I'm owning it this week. Yeah. True. Get well, out. And, get out in front of the disaster, mate. <laughs> oh, well, should we kickstart things? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. So, from the fat team to you, strap in, gentlemen. This is the Freedman Podcast. Handsome for my beautiful haircut today. I just, he made me feel pampered yet masculine. So I know he hasn't given me anything, but he gave me, I feel like he gave me his heart when he cut my hair today. And Isn't all that? jokes aside, this is the first time in months that I've seen you looking even borderline respectable. Yeah, exactly. Angelic, cherubic. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You're looking about 24 years old. Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Well done. Um, so before we start that, uh, we thought we'd introduce a new segment called Hero of the Week. Yep. Mm, yes. Uh, last week it was Chris Evans for. Uh, well, he uh, he <laughs> he accidentally flashed his dick on the socials and then went totally media dark for a couple of days and then popped back up on Twitter and just like that he said, "Now that I have your attention, don't forget to get out and vote." And that that tweet has gone viral. Very many millions of people have liked it. And uh, we gave him the hero last week. And I think could we say this is a segment basically inspired by Chris Evans' penis? Yes. I mean that's where it started. That's where from. it started. Yeah. <laughs> goes, Where, how did you guys start here of the week? Chris Evans' dick. Yeah, yep. little Captain America. He helped us. <laughs> he, he helped us to erect the segment. Uh-huh, oh, fantastic. You have to keep delivering that gold, by the way. It'll never stop. I won't. We're big and famous. Never stop. <laughs> big and famous like his penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. You know what? I'm going to start um, my hero of the week. Now you got to, you know, go along with me here. Jeff Bezos. Now, I know we talked oh, about him. Go but I've got on. a different reason. Okay, we're right, going okay. to let's clear the runway. Let's let him take off on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Adzo obviously last week mentioned how he could give away $100,000 to every one of his $850,000 employees and still have as much money as he had before the start of the pandemic. Yes? Yes. Well, for me, it's Prime Video. Really? Yeah. We, I've got it. Never used it. It's fantastic. My wife and I uh, subscribed. subscribed on the weekend. Now let me let me 
And so, what episode of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel are you up to? We're about to start that. You are, aren't you? That's a great uh, show, actually. The first season is great. Fleabag is amazing. But the first season of Maisel is pretty good. No, no, no. This is... No, just let me me talk you through this. So, we signed up. It was on Saturday night. We go, hey, there's some few shows on here that we want to watch. We signed up. We're downstairs. The movie Bloodshot came up as an option. Yep, okay. Which is a Vin Diesel movie. Yep. But my wife, whose favourite show is Outlander, mm. she knew that Sam Hewen, who plays Jeremy Fraser in Outlander, yep. and who I have to say is a very sexy man. I mean, if I was going to turn, it would be for him. He's oh, yeah? gorgeous. Maybe have you seen him? his little Captain America? I was, you see, no, but there was one episode. There are so many episodes of Outlander where you just have to re-watch it, but there is some amazing scenes there. Anyway. New segment idea. Men who would make you turn. Great call. My first is Sam Hewen. <laughs> Everyone's always like, oh, do you think, what about the, you know, the ladies in the show? No, no, no. I'm all about the men in Outlander. Okay. So, <laughs> because Sam Hewen was in the show, Lindy's like, oh, I wanted to see this, I wanted to see this. Lindy and I watched an entire Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> I think Lindy was into it more than I was. Unbelievable. And it resulted in us having relations in the evening because she just loves Sam Hewen no matter, even if he's this weird-ass character in this movie. It wasn't anything like his show. You realise she wasn't thinking about you throughout all of I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. I said to her, I'm came fine like with a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Bezos, like, thank you for Prime Video. Whatever it takes. I've never been able to do that before. And she's like, shut up. Don't. <laughs> Unless you can speak in an Irish accent, get the fuck out of my bed. <laughs> prime Video had the two of you fucking like you were in your prime. Jeff Bezos, get in. So that's yeah. my hero of the week. See, bald man, bald man are coming back. 2020 is the year of the bald guy. Bezos is leading the way. He yeah, is and Diesel's bald. There you go. I don't think Lindy likes Vin Diesel much. Could you understand a word he said? Because he has a very special mumble growl. He's very Vin Diesel. He's very Vin Diesel. White tank top. Just rumbling on about something. He is Dominic Did Toretto. Did he snowboard at any point? Like in Triple X? <laughs> but there were fast cars. Yep. <laughs> of course there was. Of course there was. He gets it. He That's gets my it. hero. Phil? Yep. So my hero of the week this week uh, is Shayna Blaze, one of the judges from the block. And uh, partly picked because I just wanted to say the name Shayna Blaze. Shayna Blaze. I think I've got her OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) And an OnlyFans reference. I think we didn't have one last week, so get in. Uh, So essentially... She's on the OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) And breathe in focus. Uh, so essentially Shayna Blaze from the block walked into one of the bathrooms and referred to it as the Donald Trump of bathrooms. As in that it is... Orange. Orange, oh, yes. Yeah. But, okay. once again... Corrupt, uh, doesn't pay its tax. Hair everywhere. Hair everywhere. Yes. Or no hair hidden behind some sort of toupee. Yeah. But for me, this was the realisation, firstly, once again, that the world, even when they don't like him, is obsessed with Donald Trump. Yeah, they are. Any, any yeah. chance for a reference. 100%. And the fact that that got picked up in the news cycle, that she said that, yeah. because anything with the word Donald Trump in it is just clickbait heaven. 100%. Um, and uh, the use of, of Donald Trump as an adjective now. Yeah. So, like, to... A describing one. Uh, this room's very Donald Trump. Yes. Oh, I, um... Do you, do you pay your taxes? No, I Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so loving it. Don't loving know. It. That's who, my hero of the week. Don't know who the person is, but yeah, one hundred percent. The block, you say? Yes. Apparently, that's a show. Yeah. Um, my hero <laughs> of the week. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to keep this secret because it comes up in my sports down report. Right, You'll up. find it when we talk about the NFL. I love it. All right, the TBA wrap. Um, okay. All right. Now, this is okay. This might be a little controversial. 
But that's fine. That's what podcasts are about, right? Back to this whole sure thing. All right. Now, I get it, right? Um, debate has raged in Facebook groups. You know, North Shore mums that, you know, they're, they're supporting it. They're well, like, they're, they're hashtagging. No, they're, what they're doing is they're, they're doing that thing where you put the logo over your over your profile picture. Oh yeah, the, the, the little <laughs> the overlay. <laughs> Okay. Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> this is this is what, okay. This is what I just want to say about this. Yeah, we have a show that we enjoy, which is the Inbetweeners. Yeah, right? we love it. Yep. Now, yep. I am not condoning this kind of behaviour. What I'm saying is, and I'm sure we went to Sydney Boys, we right? Did. Yeah. And there was bad behaviour at Sydney Boys. No shortage of controversy. Yeah. And so I guess my point is. It is so quick for media to just take on something like this. Yep. And you know, you're hearing about sure kids getting like abused yep. at bus stops and stuff like that. I, you know, I can't guarantee it because I don't know it, but I'm pretty confident that not every single sure child is involved with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a handful of kids who have done it. And it's probably the alpha males at the school. And you know, I just feel like... And I'm not going to say boys will be boys because you know there's, there is a line. But also... Boys do say a lot of things, and whether they it's, actually implement things, it is a lot of talk, mate. You just look at you. They had that scavenger hunt, and like one of them was like, "Oh yeah, rip the head off a pigeon." No one's doing that. Absolutely, no one's doing that. It's just a, it's a couple of guys trying to be edgy teens, just trying to like, oh, what's something shocking we can ask? What could be something shocking we can do? Oh, let's make fun of these guys or those guys, but they don't really mean it. And yeah, you know, I'm not going to forgive them. I think you know, you check your privilege, boys. You understand you come from a place of a lot of money. You know, your, your parents put you there. It's a very expensive school. But for goodness' sake, let's just leave leave kids alone. Well, yeah. and I think, and I think too, within anything of this nature, it's not boys will be boys. It'll be children will it's be children. just kids being kids. It shouldn't yeah. be like that reference to boys will be boys can be a bit toxic. But at the end of the day, like let the punishment fit the crime yeah. and the demographic. Yeah. Dumb teenagers. Yeah. I was a dumb teenager. Yeah. Like something Thank like God that social kind of, media wasn't around when we were kids because, you know, we all have those stories. Yeah, that's it. Of yeah. just like doing stupid shit. That, that you're cringing that, now. Yeah. You're thinking about, God, Jesus, wasn't I such a dickhead back yeah. then? Yeah. And it's not about saying, oh, it's no dramas. But I mean, this is the kind of thing that the list should go back to the parents and the schools and the parents should punish them. But a weeks long media witch hunt. Yeah, exactly. For children. It becomes a witch really? hunt. Really? Children? And you're I just think, abusing a child at this point. <laughs> and that's the thing. It becomes this whole thing about, you know... Uh, rich kids are privileged, and, and they, you know, look, I, I can tell you that the vast majority of the kids in there probably aren't even involved with something like this, and no. you know, just sort of. Mm-hmm. So I think like the whole idea of it, like, it's just another example of like, and, and again, not we're not condoning the behaviour, and not look, at all. there is definitely, you know, it doesn't paint anyone in a good picture for sure. But if you watch a show like The Inbetweeners, which is very popular, and you and think very that, realistic, and you think that's just like a fun show. Yes, it's probably but that is how teenage boys talk. They and you can see when they actually go up to girls, they actually embarrass them. It's all <laughs> yeah, the they've got no idea what they're doing. Yeah, yeah when they're always talking a good game in the in between themselves. Yeah, that's right. And then they go up to a girl and they're like, "Oh, hey, Jesus." Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's all there. But you know, but having said that, it was insane. And and I do think like you've got to go back to old school, which I did see an article. <laughs> this is this is this is what muck up day is about. Six students have been charged after a Sydney school in the West was ransacked and vandalised in a Year Twelve muck up day, causing up to fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. Police allege the group damaged classrooms, spray painted walls, and smashed property. Whatever happened to muck up day just being good old fashioned vandalism <laughs> and destruction? You know, we set fire to the lawn in the <laughs> these, quad. These guys create like a, a a handbook of how to be horrible people. Yeah. Guys, just 
just smash a couple of, you know, okay, maybe I shouldn't condone that either, but obviously this is all in jest, but you know, good old fashioned. No one ever got hurt by an egg to the eye. Exactly. I think many people. <laughs> um, and honestly, like just a bit of good old fashioned arson. I mean, come on, keep it simple. No one needs a canteen. That's right. <laughs> Oh, so Certainly not at the end of the school year. No, you're done. Uh, add some anything caught your eye? Yes, in, uh, in, my, my, in my news that I found very interesting, the New York Times have uncovered that for the last 10 of the last 15 years, Donald Trump has paid no federal income tax. And in fact, 2016, the year he was elected, he only paid $750. Now, this is despite earning around $400 million from income from The Apprentice through various licensing agreements. And he was about to, he was just about to what? He just wrote it off. Haircuts, $70,000 a year he wrote off. Millions given to family members for consulting fees, spreading a $900 million loss over years and years to counter any income that he had. Every dirty accounting trick in the book. He even pulled a $70 million tax refund at one point. He's that classic American business, businessman who's rich in public, but barely making ends meet on paper. He has no money to pay the government, but lives a life of luxury in the most powerful position in the world. Now, the biggest concern here is that he's borrowed money and made promises to people that he that could actually put him in a position of leverage as the president of the USA. And with this news coming out so close to the elections, will his financial history haunt him in November? Now, I went to my most trusted political news source, <laughs> Sportsbet, and they have moved... <laughs> His odds of winning from $2.05 to $2.10, so I guess it's pretty serious. So it's a blowout. Yeah. It's an absolute blowout. Also worth noting, though, is as of today, over a million people have already voted early compared to this time last year, uh, last election when only 9,000 people had voted. So how many of those do you think will be voting for the big Cheeto? Only time will tell. How many of those votes will just disappear? Yeah. yeah. Couldn't uh, find them. To defend Donald Trump... The $70,000 in haircuts or hair hair treatment is probably valid. It's a, the, the least you'd have to pay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the rest of it, no. underestimate. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But, you know, <laughs> that's a, it's a special kind of do, right? You went on to freelancer.com and just picked the lowest that would do the work. <laughs> 70 grand a year. <laughs> I, I, you know, whenever I think of doing, whenever I'm doing my tax return each year, I, that's where I always feel like I'm not one of the smart ones because, you know, I just, we've got friends. I just know that, I'm probably not doing all the things. I, I feel like I'm probably too honest. Yeah. You know, and somebody's You kind of get people, to the end of it and you're like, why am I paying tax? Why? Yeah, why am I? Yep. Where are my deductions that are questionable? Yes. These are all kind of legitimate. Yes. Like, I think, doesn't the government expect you to put in a few little. Yeah, you're supposed deductions? to put in a couple they won't even check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do it enough, I think. Yeah. No. I, need I, to do, I, I pay more than my fair share. And every year I feel like a sucker, but at the same time, I just want to get done with that website and go to lunch. Yeah, you. you, you so true you can do it at a certain <laughs> point where you start reading and you go okay maybe I can you start reading the description it takes you to the ATO website and you're like yeah. start reading and you're like mm, just and take you... it and it's like um, what, what charities have you donated to and I'm like I, I know I gave my nephew a hundred bucks to shave his head at some point this year but if I had to go through all my emails to yeah, find yeah, that yeah. receipt from freaking Oxfam or whoever I'm going to dead set top myself so I just want to like I'm just going to say zero yeah. and move on with my day I will point out that you've, you've, you've forgotten to do your taxes a couple of times right I, no I'm, I'm up to date now Really? I, I did it. Yeah. yeah. As of last year, I got myself up to date. Made a fortune. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Apparently, I had thousands crazy. just sitting there waiting for me. Amazing. Ridiculous. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. You should get a $70,000 haircut. <laughs> <laughs> with all that money you What saved. can you do to this, boys? <laughs> the, the interesting thing for me is, like, with this whole Donald Trump thing, like, there's this weird sort of double narrative that goes on where there's people who are simultaneously trying to say, well, look, he's a, he's a shit businessman and he doesn't make any money, but then he doesn't pay any tax. And they're like, but he makes all this money. 
And so there's this weird sort of counter contradiction. Like, is he successful? Isn't he successful? He's like, he just exists in this middle con man bubble where he is all of those things yeah. and paying zero tax. Yeah, but yep. you know what? And He's also like every other rich man in the USA. Yes. Yeah. None of them pay tax. Yes. Like every rich man ever. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the people care so little at this point that it moved from $2.05 to $2.10. It's like, jeez. Donald, Donald Trump, whenever you hear these stories about any rich man, reminds me of, I think it was, um, I, can't, I think it was the move. I think it was Anchorman 2. Yeah. When the, 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 um, the, 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 Guy who runs the news network is this, especially like an obvious oh, yeah, accent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the Murdoch, the Murdoch character guy. Yeah. And he's like, he does a whole speech in front of, of in front of his team. He's like, this is a proud day. Reminds me of the day, you know, when when my dad gave me this company. <laughs> I took my dad sixty million dollars and I turned that into sixty one. Yeah. And everyone applauds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's that. why I think of Donald Trump. It's 100%. like, yeah, I took this money. That's it. And I made a very small percentage out of that's it. That's right. You could earn more by putting it into like. An ING interest account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lowest, safest interest account. Do you know that used to be our invest? Like, remember when we were like all saving vows and we could just like, when the interest rates were high, you go, yeah. yep, if you had like a million dollars, just put it in and it earns, you know, 6%, you just yeah. live off $60,000. all you need. Don't work. Move to Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> Move to Thailand. You get $60,000 of income. I'm tapping out. Yeah. I'm tapping I'm out. Now, what do you get? Like half a percentage? Uh, if yeah. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, I think uh, I actually pay for them to look after my yeah, I think, it's I think that's where it's at. They flipped the narrative. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, the news article for me uh, that I'm most excited about this week is the salty ponds might be under Mars's icy surface, oh, raising yeah. the prospect of Martian life. So a network of salty ponds may be gurgling beneath Mars's south pole alongside a large underground oh. lake, raising the prospect awesome. of tiny swimming Martian life. Now, this mm. is a perfect convergence for me. Of, of three things that I love. Firstly, I love Mars bars. So yeah. anything with the word Mars in it, get in. Number two, <laughs> a love of aliens and anything to do with aliens. Uh-huh. Yeah. And thirdly, a love of being salty. Yeah, fair, true. Okay, I like it. And this actually sits nicely on the back of the fact that they, they reckon they've found life in Venus. Only a couple of weeks ago when really? they found... They Venus? Found, yeah, microbes in the atmosphere that they're the powerful, crazy telescope can detect mm. could only have come from some kind of organic life on the surface because this organic life emits these microbes. So they've, they've reckoned they've found this chemical in the atmosphere of Venus that can only have come from some kind of life. So, And is that life also salty? <laughs> Definitely not. Hope so. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. So it's saying the existence of life once there, but not now. Well, no, that it's all theoretical at the moment. But they're saying that if, the, if, what, if what they've found is true, then this existence of this particular chemical in the atmosphere proves current life on Venus. Now, I'm not talking about wow. little little aliens walking around. I'm talking no. it might just be moss yeah. or, or some kind of bacteria, but it is it is emitting these these chemicals in the atmosphere. And thanks and for clarifying that it didn't mean aliens were living on well, Venus. I don't know. Look at you. Look at your little haircut. <laughs> you look like you're about eight years old. very exciting. Aliens but on seriously, Venus? But, but, Mars is but what is an alien, right? Like, they're not aliens as in walking around, but if there was like moss and things over there, it's it would be a bit of moss. Alien. That's an alien moss. Yeah, and this Mars thing, they're not talking about there once was life. They're talking about if the water's there, there's every possibility that there's life there right now. Yeah, if there was the anything living it, under the surface, that'd be pretty amazing. Yep. How does that work with religion, or is that we don't get into we, that? We're not talking religion. We don't touch. Not the podcast. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> you know, you know what I reckon is under the surface in Mars. Uh-huh. COVID twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 
just waiting for us. Just waiting for us. Come get it, boys. He's just looking at us going, let's see how they deal with 19 and I'm going to get a good gauge on them and then I'm coming down. Here comes Elon Musk now. (laughs) Imagine that if you just like, you've discovered a planet where you've sent something over there and Mike have picked up this evidence and came up and just gives us another pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So fucked up. Everybody hide in your homes. The tiny aliens are here. Well, that was the end of... um, that wonderful movie, The War of the World. War of the World. Yeah. Well, Remember? they came to us, and our our bacteria killed them. That yeah. was the whole point. Yeah. yeah. You mean you mean that movie that just absolutely nailed everything about the book series? All oh, the... have you read them? Have you read the originals? All no, them? no, I don't. But I know how bad the movie was. <laughs> you talk with and such authority. I know, I know, but I also know how that can movie... this ruin the Jules Verne classic that I remember as a boy? <laughs> Tom Cruise, damn you! It's like you okay. read them? No. So you've met me, and you know I'm a man of efficiency. I worked in a process of I deduction. I don't even know if it's Jules Verne. It could be H.G. Wells. I, I worked on a process of deduction that nothing could be worse than that movie. Yeah, it was very bad. <laughs> a little girl that just screamed the whole so time. Bad. So bad. God, they had Tom Cruise and everything. They still stuffed it. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, boys. That's great. All right, I think it's time to talk a little sports. Four, three, two, one. few stories this week to talk about some particular sporting articles that i found of great interest now the afl obviously you know there were no games this week so i had to resort to scandal in the afl one more time and this time it was adelaide that is investigating an incident involving brad crouch and tyson stengel in the early hours of monday morning now apparently the pair were picked up around 5 15 a.m reasonable time to be out walking around they're wandering around adelaide and no, they were not up for a morning jog. Now, apparently it's not COVID-related, which is nice to hear. Bit of a change. So we all hope they're going to go get the help they need. And uh, this is actually the second significant incident involving Stengel this year after he was banned for four matches and fined $2,500 having been stopped by police for driving an unregistered vehicle and then subsequently recording a blood alcohol rating of 0.125 in April. Now, that resulted in a four-month ban. That's it. Two and a half times the legal blood alcohol level and in an unregistered car, four weeks you get off. What do you reckon? I reckon I reckon Adam needs to be on the AFL tribunal. <laughs> I think I think he does, because I think I think they need to be handing down some stricter punishments. Um, These I guys just, have got to get in line. I just I just want to wind it back for a second, and am I right in understanding that there was only one minor controversy in AFL this week, so you had to go many months back to minor deeper controversy with the same person. Because if there was only one filthy conspiracy, it's actually pretty good for them. Controversy for AFL this week. That's on. That is a banner week for the AFL. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was trying to keep it tight. Yeah. There were there were other other oh, rumblings so there was, okay. uh, there, yep. but I, I picked the one that I liked. Okay. That's the one that interested me this week. Honestly, if that was the most intense one, AFL, you're on the improve. And with no games to talk about, I just want to yeah. get through the AFL well, and move into the league. I think that's a good point. I think, well, I think two things, two points here. One. It's a quiet week because the game's on. But it is a quiet week. Conversely, it means lots of teams now are in off season. Mm-hmm. That means <laughs> yeah. questionable behaviour coming right. up, listeners. That's quiet right. this week. Anybody who's got stocks in cocaine, buy up now. <laughs> I will also say this is an extra bit of AFL news just for just for you guys. Musician Mike Brady will be performing his hit up there, Kazali. From the empty oh. MCG, Whoa. beaming it out to the punters, watching the 2020 Grand Final, and I think you're all joining me in saying, "Who is it? 
Yeah, who the fuck is that? Well, I don't know who it is, but I know the song. Man, I, I don't. I don't yeah, know Tristan the song. Was up like there, Kazali. It was like the original like old school AFL song. Up there, Kazali. No, no, I don't know. I looked it up on Spotify. It had 500,000 listens, yeah. which is less than Frio Way to Go. But um, <laughs> he gets he gets ten thousand monthly listeners. By comparison, yeah, Kevin Bloody Wilson has one hundred and thirteen thousand listeners a month, and I'm sure he's got a thing or two to say about the state of the world that can keep us all tuning in. Who's Kevin Wilson? Are you serious? You don't know who Kevin no, Bloody Wilson is? Paint me a word picture. He's like an, a a bawdy Australian musical no, comic no, from no, no, from no, like the eighties, nineties, and today. Right. So oh, he's no, still no. keeping it real. Okay. You called him Kevin Wilson. He's I Kevin s- Bloody Wilson. That's the only. Pretty sure I called him be. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah, no, he, I, I think he called him Kevin Bloody Wilson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I just don't hear it anymore. As a Queenslander, the word bloody just goes straight through me. <laughs> I reckon give Kev a call. And uh, sadly, the 12th man, he's only got 7,000 monthly listeners. So it's unlikely we're going to be uh, hearing from him playing any time at the AFL Aww. Grand Final. And I'm pretty sure most of them are here in the room and with us tonight. Like, wait, you said playing at the MCG. Aren't they, isn't the AFL Grand Final in the That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's playing to an empty stadium. Oh, right, They're going to record yeah. it and beam it out. Beam it out. Yeah. I, don't think, uh, I don't think Mike Brady's allowed to leave Victoria either. So <laughs> I, um, there he'll sit, guitar in hand, playing up there Kazali, which apparently you know. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one theme song of the AFL that, that they basically hit that song. It was the perfect song and they just needed to move on, which was Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. It was that oh. really... Like intense Irish jig because of course it's like Gaelic football, yeah, and it's just something that suits the game. Perfect Which song is it? It's, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can find. Yeah, it. was it the one from the commercial where they're all running around? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, 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 great uh, song, right? Hand in hand, best uh, best NRL song ever. Simply the best. Yeah, like without even you don't even think about no. it. Just roll. You didn't even glitch there. So <laughs> I mean, um, I mean I'm, I'm just not going to comment on that. No, so look, AFL is obviously off this week. So there's no news there, but I think you are going to have your hands full, mate. With the only thing that's potentially going to bring the news down is that our borders are closed, so they can't fly to Bali or Vegas. There aren't going to be as many stories when they're going to like you know. I, will, I may um, struggle. Went I may to struggle Aladala, this way. Yeah. and you just kind of go, well, I expect that kind of behaviour in Aladala. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Hey, in the NRL news, first off, a bit of an update. Curtis Scott, I'm, yeah, I mentioned him a couple of weeks he ago. Yes. Uh, he could be awarded a significant six-figure sum if he pursues legal action against the New South Wales police after being tased and pepper sprayed on the Australia Day weekend. Now, he's currently looking down the barrel of half a million dollars. A great result for the young man, yeah. but still a pretty shitty situation for the young bloke who just wanted to have a nap after a big one, ended up getting tased, pepper sprayed and beaten by the cops. And I've just... I just want to say I wish him the best. I hope he gets every penny that he's due. If you, if I, would you get tased, Phil, for five hundred thousand dollars? I would. Mate, I get tased in the talk- dick, square in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> square in the. You, we were talking about te- like teenage boys doing stupid shit. I got, t- I got tased for free because like, I grew up in the age of jackass. I was like, oh, let's build a taser and tase each other. This is great. Do that. Yes. Oh, uh, we we, we, we all had that. Yeah. How do you build a taser? Um, at the time, there was some children's toy that we worked out on the internet. You just need to re-rig it like a tiny bit Jesus. and turn it into a taser. Turn it into a death trap. Yeah, turn it into a death trap. I mean, this was not a police-level taser. So you've got yourself a Tickle Me Elmo. We were, we were you've like, done a little Tim the Toolman yeah, Taylor yeah, on it. 100%. You're zapping your mates. That's right. And we were playing a little game that was standing on one leg on a milk crate and then you tase the calf and see if you can still stand up Oof. and not come down off the milk crate. Bribey Island was not full of a lot of things to do. <laughs> There wasn't a time zone. There's no time zone. No time zone. And there was one cinema and it was in a tin shed so you couldn't go and see a movie when it was raining. (laughs) 
the only time you really want to watch a movie, you know, when the alternative is getting tased in the calf by your mates. That's right. I love, I love this. I love your Bribey Island stories. Oh, man. I, I thought of you the other, last week. I saw a truck which had two Bribey Island stickers on it. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Uh, that poor truck. Was it getting pulled over? <laughs> yeah. <it> was, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in much more relatable news, Melbourne winger Josh Adokai has pled guilty to the unauthorised use of a firearm. During a camping trip at Rabbitohs Latrell Mitchell's Tari Farm in late April. How did this all come to the attention of the cops, you ask? Well, by a video on social media, of course. And I'm sure our resident libertarian, Phil, has something to say about letting your information and criminal doings be tagged on the socials. So Josh fired one of Laurel Mitchell's guns on the trip without a license. And then, as if it wasn't a big enough kick in the dick... They also copped a $1,000 fine each when the photos showed that more than the COVID allowed <laughs> 10 people per camping trip was going on at the time. And then the NRL is going to find them each 50 grand with the code being brought into disrepute as well. With Well, they've all apologised, explained it was unintentional and honestly fairly victimless if they just kept their goddamn phones in the shoebox and the footage away from the Instagram narcs. But, uh, mate, I just hope they just get back on the field. What the do you reckon? The state's gone mad. Hasn't it, though? It's gone mad. Yep. These guys just, just wanted to fire a few guns on the right. mate's farm. We've all yep. done it. Yep. We've on, all been there. On their own farm. On their own farm. Right. It's not an illegal gun. It's just the dude who doesn't have a licence. Yep. Right? And then Happen being, to have 11 mates with him. And then they're being monitored on social media. they got yep. one more mate than the curfew. You yep. know what I mean? Who's going to... you got Cost your 11th mate has shown up and you turn around and you're just like, nah, mate, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just, just... <laughs> Dave-o. Dave-o, it's not the time, mate. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so we were having an... Josh is shooting guns, mate. You've got to go right. home. We are having an... Honestly, I just want to join those boys. And that would be 12 and it probably would have doubled the fine. <laughs> and so uh, I'm just thinking to myself, once again, justification. Yep, I uh, agree. Government, get the hell out of our business. Thank you very much. Tristan, anything else in the NRL? <laughs> and this is the Libertarian Hour with, <laughs> with Bill. Uh, look, NRL, always a hard one at the end of the regular season. Teams take out their good players, so it's kind of hard. It's just always a weird week. Was it a um, dead rubber week? Is it was pretty right? much a dead rubber week. It sucks for anyone playing fantasy NRL, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, the biggest result, I think, was the Rabbitohs beat the Roosters 60-8. to eight. And so yes. he's back to backing the Rabbitohs. Back on the Rabbitohs. These <laughs> boys are going all the way. He's back on the bunny. They're my shoe-in of the week. Um, so uh, the Broncos nailed the wooden spoon. Well done. Yeah, they did. Uh, and congratulations to the Bulldogs for missing that one. Um, there were two interesting things that actually happened that I thought you would potentially bring up. Um, one was, I don't there was a double falcon. You know, the falcon is when any, ever an NRL player gets hit in the head with the ball, like, by accident. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the history of the falcon yeah, is. Yeah, like, what fascinating I name. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the falcon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can Google search, like, the history of the falcon for NRL. But anyway... Is that because it's like, oh, it hit me in the falcon head? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying falcon O. That's it. <laughs> no, I think... I still remember the first time it happened. I think it might be, like, a... Is it a Mario Fennec thing or a North Sydney Bears thing? I don't know. There's something some reason I'm thinking of Mario Fennec or North Sydney Bears. But anyway, Double Falcon, Storms Aaron Booth. Mario Fennec um, did get hit in the face with the, I think with that's the ball. Mi- yeah, that might that, be- was, that was seven or eight years ago, I reckon. I remember watching Mario it on the Fennec was seven or eight years ago. Oh, maybe no, it wasn't Mario Fennec then. Twenty seven. No, no, no. <laughs> there was there was a more recent one. I thought it was a Fennec. No, it, it happens. Yeah. I mean the commentators, whenever you're watching NRL, they love saying it's a Falcon. 
but in okay. the, the real Aussie Larrikin voice. Like, yeah, I've got what it. Was I've it? got it. Yeah. So the the phrase originated from rugby league in Australia on the footy show. Casual presenter Mario Fenix weekly segment was introduced by a piece of footage from his playing days showing a ball Boom. being passed accidentally into his head. Yeah, and Fenech when was that bit of footy show footage? Because I remember that. It's yep. like seven yep. or eight years ago. Yep, Fennec, being of Maltese descent, has the nickname the Maltese Falcon. Oh, yes. thus, there we go. And thus the Golden Falcon Award began to be informally awarded to players whose head came into contact with the football in professional matches. Thank you. That's great. So we had a double Falcon. Double Falcon. Uh, <laughs> the Aaron Booth charged down a kick by the Dragons, hit him in the head, Rebounded and hit Adam Clune in the head. Oh my god! Which yes. put his chases offside. And then they scored a try, but because it hit the other player in the head, it put the player. Up. I think the Dragons had already pretty much locked in this win against the Storm. Fennec would be proud. But <laughs> Fennec would be proud. And the commentators just get so excited. Don't they love it? Oh. Double Falcon. Double Falcon. Yeah. And <laughs> other the other sports tonight's got it in the play of the day. And then and then to sort of go back to Broncos. Um, Sports and high play of the day. That brings a bell. Um, I used to love that. Oh my god, so good. Go on the play of the day. Do you day. remember when that first came? Like an entire half an hour dedicated to sports. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. And like, Sunday night, wouldn't Sunday night they did the play of the week? And that's yeah, like, all of that stuff. Jeez, it was good. And long before there was YouTube and social media, get a hold of all of these things. It's like oh, someone got a hole in one. Yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah. like every day, somewhere in some I random know. corner of the world, we're it's spoiled. So it sucks. We are totally spoiled. But yeah, it was a, it was a special it was a special time and a it special was. show in Australian <laughs> history. Um, so we had uh, okay. So the the Broncos got the wooden spoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> to throw, you know, um, to throw uh, fuel on the fire. Oh, Brisbane. Darius Boyd, who retired. Yeah, Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he on oh, the last no. match of the game, oh, the no. last match of the season, he did a gender reveal. Oh, with the footy. With the footy. Yeah. Which did. apparently he didn't tell any of like the key sponsors no. and management. So this big pink. Pink cloud went cloud up. Cloud up. Yeah, and these somewhere boys... in California, a tree caught fire. <laughs> Sorry, was he coming? Was he coming out as a woman? <laughs> no, 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 that's how that's. Yeah, how they had, do it. had a little girl. Do you know what a gender? Oh, reveal he's is? had a baby. I do know what that is. No, they haven't. Had having, a baby. I did not. I did not know that. Year Boyd was having a year girl. He's having a year girl. <laughs> anyway, the point is, the Brisbane Rockers are. The, this is the first time they've ever gotten the wooden spoon. Really? Oh yeah. And they, they embraced the it. Laughing stock of. The yeah. competition and an embarrassment to, and these guys are just just mucking about. They're running with it, yep. like so. There is just such fury yeah. about these. Like they say, yep. like the whole team should just be sacked because yep. no one actually cares. Yep. But it culminates in them just celebrating after a wooden spoon season yep. with them kicking a ball which went pink and told everyone that he had a girl. So well done, Darius Boyd. Enjoy. I think he's turned that into a good news story Enjoy as far as I'm concerned. People are just being angry. <laughs> Settle down, people. There's a new life in the world. Do you know what? Who cares about the wooden spoon? Do you know what? Queensland has done pretty good with this whole COVID thing. They got the AFL Grand Final. They, they reaped it from that. Do you know what? They deserved a little bit of shit. Good, good for the Broncos to come yeah. last. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Too much. Nobody likes too much of a winner. We have a tall poppy syndrome yep. situation in this country. Back... Get back down. And it's a way. punishment for the border. Yep. Let's be honest. Uh, so that's my NRL news. Yep. All right. Well, in the NFL, and this week, the Denver Broncos 
filled the stadium with cardboard cutouts <laughs> yeah. of every oh, single South Park yeah. character that's ever been on the show. Eighteen hundred cutouts yeah. in total they filled five stands, and everyone was there. Not just the four main. Sure, they had those, but they had they had Satan. They, they had the Angel Gabriel from oh the Imagination Land episode. They, they had yeah. Kevin, that weird little monkey assistant that hung around with Mephisto and in the early seasons. And they would have had Mechastrizan. They, they had Man Bear Pig. They had the yes. Underpants Gnomes. They did not miss anyone. Bravo, Denver. You couldn't win against the Buccaneers, of course, but you won a special place in our hearts. And also in the F- NFL news, NFL legend Joe Montana stopped a Montana. woman... Stopped a woman <laughs> who attempted to abduct his baby grandchild from his family's California home. Now, not who you'd expect to run into while attempting your usual run-of-the-mill kidnapping, the 39-year-old woman let herself in via an unlocked door and attempted to snatch the baby and run. However, she did not bank on four-time Super Bowl champion and three-time Super Bowl MVP, Joe Cool, the comeback kid Montana, who was staying there with his family. He confronted the woman and attempted to de-escalate the situation. And then after a brief tussle where I assume he has spiked her to the ground like he was performing an <laughs> yeah. end zone victory dance, yeah. the child was returned unharmed. And I think you can say, he's my hero of the week. What do you reckon? Uh, 100%. I could just have this vision of Joe Montana. Joe Montana. So I, that's what I've just got to say. Like, get into your vision. But I didn't hear anything after Montana. Because Mont- I just couldn't anymore. So uh, You say potato. I get so offended whenever Adam mispronounces an American football yeah, player. Because, you know, it's my sport. So I, I was like... But can you make, I can just see. I like, was just watching you and not listening to a word that was said. So I'm going to back out of the conversation. Because these players always play in their uniforms and their helmets, that's yeah. how I envision them just going about their daily lives. <laughs> just so in, I can just with a helmet, padding. Woman coming to his house, yeah. and he's just in there with his padding and his helmet, holding a football, like, uh-uh. wrong, house, wrong house, bitch. <laughs> Oh, it'd be like that. Um, what was that, that ad that they did a while back? The office linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like just in the office with the full deck <laughs> and just. Full deck. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, if you were a football player, you would just wear that stuff all the time. Well, wouldn't you? Get around in it. Yeah. I mean, um, you look fantastic. You want the ladies to know where you're at? No, that's that definitely potentially hero of the week. Thank you very much. Um, I, if you're obviously going to put Joe Montana as a hero of the week, a hundred percent for me. Um, no, look, Patrick Mahomes is an absolute freak. He played today, and he's just—he's he could be the greatest quarterback of all time. Worth the money, you early, reckon? Early days, but he's just unbelievable. Half a billion dollar payback. You remember uh, last week or two weeks ago, I talked about this kicker, Stephen Gostkowski. He mm-hmm. missed three or yep. four kicks. Missed in the four game. kicks. Yeah, the yeah. nightmare game, but still won it. He the, the Bradbury. <laughs> he still won it, and last week and this week, he's kicked game winners every single game wow. for Tennessee. And on last this week, past weekend, he kicked on a career high six of six field goal attempts, nailing a game winner from fifty five yards, which is about I think fifty meters. Isn't a yard a little bit? It's no, around it's a bit shorter. Yeah, you take a little bit off. Yeah. No one actually knows the conversion. No one knows. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Science can't explain it, mate. <laughs> um, so like America. How about that? <laughs> so it's explained the America. mental turn from like going like like that's a, that's. That is the definition of like a champion, like being able to oh, turn yeah. that shit around and yep. like, all right, well now I'll just kill game winners and hit six from six. Unbelievable. Um, if you ever get a chance, if you ever get a chance to look at the highlight um, from the weekend of the guy player called DK Metcalf, a receiver for mm-hmm. Seattle, yeah. he's about to walk in for a touchdown. Got too casual just before, threw, got thrown a bomb, caught it, 
about to walk in and the defender just came up and knocked it out of his hands. He was about to score and it was a touchback. Unbelievable. And he didn't do it. They yeah. still end up winning the game. Keep oh, it. I own the prize, mate. The Atlanta Lord. Falcons have now lost two games in a row where they were had 15 points or more lead in the fourth quarter. It's yes. never been done before, I think. And the odds, the odds of that happening, like both times they were predicted to win, it was a 2% chance of losing when they were up. Oh, yeah. And then now that's so what's... 2% times 2% was their odds and like they've reversed that so they're just the losingest team of all one time one in 2500 chance Something so they're like the that. Broncos yep. of the NFL although the NFL does have a Broncos yeah, but they're the, the Brisbane Broncos Brisbane the but even suckier to a degree because yeah. they've actually been in a chance to win it um, and were there any gender reveals or <laughs> this is have you, have you ever seen like the end zone celebrations yeah. in touchdowns I mean I'm sure they're I, always doing some it's pretty it's, it's pretty outrageous <laughs> is California still on fire yeah, even worse oh even worse yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they should not let that, the NFL come terrible. back that, that gender is still revealing <laughs> um, and a shout out to uh, Russell Wilson uh, five passing touchdowns um, on the weekend he has 14 on the year which breaks a three like a, a, the record in the, in the NFL um, Patrick Mahomes set it in 2018, 13 in the first three games. Um, Russell Wilson has 14 now, so he's. I love a record breaking. Uh, so he's the number one candidate for MVP of the year. Fantastic. Nice. That's NFL. And in the NBA, so this is uh, a little bit of news. You might have heard the Heat and the Lakers are both through to the finals, mm-hmm. and uh, plucky young upstart LeBron James is right in the middle of the mix. <laughs> now he played with well, the he Heat. He's quite good. He played with the Heat for four years until 2014. And with the Lakers now since 2018, he'll be going up against many of his former teammates who he's worked with until fairly recently. Now, this is certainly going to be one of the most exciting finals we've had in a long time. This is the 10th NBA Finals for LeBron, the man with four NBA victories, two of them with his old team, the Miami Heat. Yeah, he's, he's pretty unbelievable. There's a big debate as to whether he's GOAT. Uh, obviously, I'm always going to be a Jordan guy. Actually, I was a Sean Kemp guy. He wasn't GOAT, but I just collected his basketball cards for some reason. Yeah. Um, he was your goat. He was the goat of your heart. <laughs> he was. I don't know. You know when you just have these things, and I don't know yes. why he was my favorite, but yeah, he just yeah, was. Yeah. And just I still have my it. card collection. Yeah, yeah. Could work out how much it's worth. Maybe it's not worth much at all. Yeah. But uh, look, LeBron James. I mean, you know, you put LeBron James into a team, and they yeah. pretty much make the finals. That tells me, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just for me, it's almost impossible for a player in the modern age in the NBA to to surpass Jordan. Just because of the nature of how much how saturated we are with sport now, yeah. like Jordan was for me anyway, the reason NBA even came into my consciousness. As he was the game. game. That was it. It, it was, was like was Jordan it. and the Bulls, and all of a sudden, like basketball was this thing that had your attention, mm. and so it it was world dominating. Really, as a sport, it's what it's what put it on the map, and you can't do that a second time. You can't. Yeah. Well, we all so watched that's the what, last dance. So oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all we're all just paraphrasing the last dance. <laughs> like oh uh, no, yeah, but yeah. only just because like yeah, yeah. we know it is, but like they sort yeah. of articulated well. It was like he literally yeah, yeah, put yeah. the NBA on the map. Yeah, in the in the sense that the last dance was reminding us of something that we saw happen. He was this I mean. massive yeah. spokes like he yeah. was this global figure yeah. in a time of no social media, no internet. Yeah, but you could go to any corner of the globe and yeah. you knew who Michael People Jordan was. Yeah. and he played basketball. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah, and 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 one of the things... and later baseball. And then basketball again. But that's one of the things. Like it put it on the map so much that if before the last dance you'd asked me who one of the bigger NBA teams is, my answer would have been the Chicago Bulls, even though they haven't won a single thing since. No, they suck now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're terrible. All right. Nice one. In the soccer, uh, Phil. (laughs) 
<laughs> Adzo's walking away to get himself I a beer. I can't. So much, oh, so much hate for football. I don't understand you, Adam. I really don't understand you. So most importantly, always. Don't even like reading about it. First and foremost, Rodriguez watch. Bossing yes. it in a 2-1 win for Everton. That's three wins in three so far this year. When you said bossing, does that mean he scored a goal? Just bossing the midfield. So he didn't <laughs> score a goal, but he was setting them up left, right and centre. And yeah. he's just, he's, he's the orchestrator. Evidence has gone from a team that could barely scrape together a victory to, yeah. to three wins on the trot straight away. A goal from Dominic Calvert-Lewin and from uh, Rodriguez. Now, my Stephen Bradbury of the week is plucky Manchester United. Uh, yeah. Who scraped, scraped to a 3-2 victory over... Which, by the way... Over Titans... Brighton I was on. Our man Adam has him, had Manchester United as his first leg in a multi bet this week. That was dollar seventy five. Yeah. Oh well, then... 90, 90 minutes plus ten extra time penalty yes. as they stumbled over the other competitors on the ice. The only reason they won is because win. I wasn't watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how right. Did they, how, how did they have ten minutes extra time? Uh, they, there's actually a thing that they used to call Fergie time, which was the previous, you know, the legendary manager of Manchester United, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, that they would always get more extra time. Oh, that is in Manchester United. So it's like thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. of course, uh, you know, 90 plus 10, and it's a penalty. They're stumbling over like Stephen Bradbury. Yeah. But they did it. They got a victory over, you know, Titans, Brighton, and Hove Albion. <laughs> Do you remember? Go Manchester United. I think it was maybe eight years ago there was a Manchester Derby. Yep. Before Manchester City was the big, big oh, yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, think, I think Manchester United won it 4 3. Yep. Um, and I still just remember, I, I the coach of Manchester City at the time. Was I just still just have this memory of like him pointing to his wrist as in time yes. to, to referee oh, yeah. while I think it was Michael Owen scored yes. the winning goal yep. in like the same thing it was like the ninety eighth minute because yep. <laughs> Manchester United was like two minutes over like yep. somehow it was over they just wait till Manchester United yep. score the winning goal yeah. because Manchester United it's a thing Alex Ferguson doesn't lose although he's not there anymore but That's yeah. Right. So. And so it's been very enjoyable watching them, even though they get all that extra time and extra treatment, watching them still fail over and over again for the last few years. has been a thing of joy. <laughs> um, and so onward to the next result. And Chelsea's ridiculous approach to football continues to yield hilarious dividends as they, as they went to a three-all draw with West Brom. So uh, for those who aren't aware, Chelsea... Uh, essentially played very well last season. They got into the top four despite yeah. having a transfer ban. They were play, you know, promoting a lot of academy players, particularly some excellent um, attacking. all of this. Chelsea's the, team. Chelsea's the only uh, EPL team I've seen. Yep. yep I, got, go. I got the beanie. Yep. I wanted to watch them play Coventry. Yep. Oh, that, so you went to see them at Stanford Brick. That feisty game back in 1998. Beautiful. And so the, the, the striker for, uh, for Chelsea right now. Uh, uh, they're all great. Well, this right. is, I couldn't pick one, mate. Eh? I love them all so fairness, much. In fairness, if you were to label the striker for Chelsea right now and you were to name any striker in world football, you'd have about a 10% chance. <laughs> because last season, they played pretty well and had an amazing attacking lineup with great academy players, but their defence was shot in. And so they couldn't get further than... than I, they came in third or fourth. Right. And so, naturally, they looked at it and they went, well, our attack is really good and our defence is shit, so what we should do is buy three of the world's best attackers and... Uh, one 36-year-old defender. They spent a lot of money, And that's right? going to fix everything. They've spent all the money, but they haven't addressed the defence. And so we're getting... This This is promoted West Brom, 3-all. So, okay. uh, so disappointing result make, for Chelsea. Make no mistake, Chelsea are fun this year. They are so much fun because they are scoring all the goals, but they are conceding like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that does, that's a good... I like that as a, as a recipe for a team. That's right, yeah. that's right. For, for me, to, to the neutral, get in. Get in. <laughs> well, Leeds also won. 
So Leeds also yeah, won, so yeah, one Leeds, yeah. Yep. So we're, yep. we're doing good. Um, and honestly, this was a great weekend for football. So Tottenham struggling to a one-all draw with Newcastle, thanks for a late penalty. Mm. Watching watching um, Jose Mourinho suffer is always good. Leicester trouncing Manchester City. 5-2 with Jamie Vardy on fire. Wow. The man just doesn't stop. Manchester City looking a bit messy. Yeah. A bit messy. Mm. As Liverpool continue... Messi, was that a hint? Are we thinking Messi's coming to Manchester City? We were thinking that. And then, then everybody just, back... Was that breaking news? <laughs> oh, I see. You heard it here first. Um, so, uh, you know, if that happens, then you heard it here first. And if it didn't, I meant the word M-E-S-S-Y. <laughs> you backed yourself up. And so they've fallen behind already uh, when it comes to Liverpool's inevitable march to the title as they as they eased to a 3-1 victory over Arsenal. And last, last but certainly not least in the English Premier League, my personal favourite result was West Ham, the team nobody can predict, who lost their opening two games, who were a complete mess, Coming up against ascendant wolves and winning four nil somehow, which oh. I can only assume is because David Moyes, their coach, had COVID and was not <laughs> able to be on the touchline, so and so the players were feeling more inspired on the day. That's right. That's right. So does he really have COVID? It turns out he does have COVID, oh my God. and it turns out that uh, working from home in football is more effective. So that was a big, yeah, that was a, that was a big thing. He right? was there changing his background on Zoom at the time. That's right. Trying to get that like that's nice right. office background. It's like, oh shit, they scored, right. and, and he's gone to the bathroom and he's come back and they're three nil up, but he's assumed Wolves are three nil up because wouldn't they be? He forgot to mute off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like shouting at them. <laughs> man up, man that's up. Right. Oh, no one can hear. That's him. right. That's and right. let's not forget we're in countdown for Asian Champions League football. Fantastic. Oh. I don't know if we are. I did. Yeah, I did. Well, um, aren't we always, Tristan? Aren't we always? <laughs> aren't we always? Um, now oh. in the cricket, if I may. Oh yeah. Oh, it's some very sad news this week. Legendary Australian batsman, coach, and commentator who played 52 ten- tests and 164. One day internationals, I'm talking Dean Jones, mm. passed away on the 24th of September from a cardiac arrest. Now, I want to give one quick story about Dino. His greatest innings was against India in a tie test in Chennai back in 1986 where he was so sick he was actually vomiting on the pitch. And I guess this is before they suggested you stay home from work when you're not well anyway. When Alan Border threatened to get rid of him and replace him with a Queenslander, the ultimate insult... Dino rallied and went on to score 210 runs. Still the highest score by an Australian in India. After the match, he had to be put on an IV drip for dehydration with the majority of the liquid in his body presumably pooling in his enormous fucking balls. Now, he went on to coach and commentate and was a staple in the cricketing world, earning an order of Australia through his cricket and cancer charity fundraising and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2019. Not without his controversy and certainly a colourful character, He'll be missed from the world of cricket and remembered as a truly great Australian. And that's all I have to say about Tris- about cricket, Tristan. Did anything else happen? Uh, no, I, no, probably, I don't know. And, and <laughs> from, from, from my perspective, you know, we've, we've talked about quite a few potential heroes of the week, but that's my hero of the week on Dean the basis Jones. of all that. Yeah, RIP yeah. Dean Jones. And, 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 and that story about Alan Boyd just... It re-solidifies my impression that cricket was just awesome. Wasn't it an amazing so sport? Like eighties, nineties, it just didn't matter. You knew yeah. those names off by heart. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and also, like for a game that's that's known for its almost gentrified approach to things, yeah. it was, that was a really manly team back then. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, a lot of Moes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all facial. Booney, Merv Hughes, a lot of facial hair on the plane. Or who yeah. was it? Merv so, Hughes. You no, know, it was Booney. It was like ninety-six tinnies on the flight. <laughs> so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, honestly, facial <laughs> hair. Played, played the very next morning. Facial hair, smashing beers, smashing runs. That's what it was all about. 
180 kilos. Yeah, didn't that's matter. It. Go oh, as an athlete. Throwing up on the pitch. Smash it out. Fantastic. Alright, that's it for sport. Yeah. Well, no, finally. Nah, in a, we're running out of time. Very quickly then, in no. the golf. I don't like to talk about the golf if the purses are mere $4 million. <sighs> but if you must know who won the Corrales Putacana <laughs> Resort and Club Championship PGA <laughs> Tournament, it was Hudson Swaffin. Hudson Swaffin. And that's sports. Okay, so that's a great name, but uh, I think I suddenly realise how Adam feels when I talk about football. <laughs> I like this whole like, golf. That I'm was just, a 20-second wrap-up of the PGA, I'm mate. Just, yeah, I'm just switching off. You, oh. I'm switching off. It was 20 right. seconds too long. Boys, I think we're getting a little Happily, I brought you guys beer. You know with me it could go either way. Yeah, we know, dude. We know. Um, and today I have brought you Kilkenny, the Irish ale. Mm. Now, I have a little bit of history with this drink because... Alright, firstly, when you're at a bar... Well, maybe they're owned by the same people, but whenever you go to a bottle store, yeah. Kilkenny's always next to the Guinness. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I always feel like you're either getting Guinness or you're getting Kilkenny. Yet they're two completely different types of beer, right? Yep. yep. Um, is an ale, right? Yeah. Compared to a stout. To a stout. So, of course, they're very different, but both of them often are, you know, usually you find them on the tap at a bar at the yep. same time and yep. all that Both Irish, both in post in pint cans. Yep. But very popular as well. You, yep. you find these in just about any bottle shop in the world. Any yeah. bottle yeah. shop in yeah. the world. So Kilkenny's... But you don't, you know, you don't hear... You don't hear a lot of people getting... Kilkenny's. I think I only ever have Kilkenny's with you, Adam. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever been. I'm a big ale guy. Yeah, love my ales. I'm starting to get into stouts now, particularly following up because of this podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. but um, I, I, yeah, I do like my ales. Well, this is so. Truth be told, I probably was more thinking of Boddington's, which I think we should do a road test of. Love my Boddington's. Yeah, coming up soon. So, <clears throat> truth be told, that's a much smoother beer. But Kilkenny um, was one of those beers when, when the first time I had it, it was. So, I remember them pouring it on the tap. Mm. And it's one of those drinks that you have to have a little bit of patience for because they pour it and it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. they and half makes... fill it and then it's like, go throw 20 through the pokies <laughs> and come back and it should be settled just enough for me to put the shamrock on top. That, that sounds like it's the reason that Adam orders a Kilkenny because he just wants <laughs> to, just to put Queen tw- of the nails, Colin, boys. Put 20, 20 through the old Bricky's laptop. That's <laughs> so true. My <laughs> God, it's so true. So you get this, in, but what, to the victor, Bricky's laptop. Go this <laughs> I heard that before. Oh, it's so good. It's true though. It's so good. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> no, look, you, you, you reap your rewards with Kilkenny because if you wait, you're rewarded with incredibly smooth. Data <laughs> feels lost to it. <laughs> oh God! I've got to carry on, you reap the rewards here with Kilkenny because what you end up with is a ridiculously smooth. It's like having one of the, like you know when you have like a really expensive whiskey and it just you're like, where's the, where's the, where's the burn? Where's no the burn? burn? Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, Kilkenny sure. is like that. Um, and again, 
Well, let's road pet, road test. Let's compare it to Boddington's. I don't know if you've ever had a Boddington's before. I haven't had a Boddington's, but I've had a lot of English ales. Yeah. So I lived in London in a right. pub for a year, so I was smashing those down. So, so I, I, so and this brought up a, a thing that I wanted to say about what food I love to have with this because mm-hmm. I've had a couple of times. Um, but uh, I just found that when I had this, it was like it sort of changed my view of what a beer could be like. Yep. It's yep. a surprising thing. The first time you have an ale like this, you go, well, this isn't what I was expecting. Yes. You're expecting a beer flavor, but this is this is nothing like that. Nothing like that. And I think, too, like a beer of this nature uh, doesn't look that exotic these days. Mm. But you, if you go back 10, 15 years in a bottle shop, the Guinness and the Kilkenny were kind of the weird beers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was always, always in the tall cans. Yeah, that's it. Like the yeah. tall cans, and there was no, there, there wasn't a craft beer industry. Nope. There, there, Had something point. weird inside that shook when you took the that's can. It. That's it. Yeah. Rattle, rattle. Yeah, rattled in the boat. Yeah. No one knows what it is. No one's ever seen it. Oh, so it was like, whoa, like, oh, you're having something completely different. Yeah. And it's actually been that long since I last had a kill can. It's been at least 10 years. So That's why I'm I thought forward it would be an obvious, obvious pick. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, this is what it says. It says on the can, it says an ale with a nitrogen, nitrogenated widget that activates when you open the can. There must be the little thing rattling yeah. around the bottom. Um, I never knew it had a name. So yeah. basically, what you're saying is Kilkenny has NOS. It has NOS. So it would be Vin Diesel approved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a Vin Diesel approved ale. That's a great choice of an existence. So I'm just cracking open a can now. I don't want it to spill over your table here, bud. Sorry. But it's bubbling up as I do. Too late. Now, obviously, it's one of those drinks which, when you drink it at the pub, it's just, yeah, as you said, you throw 20 bucks in and you come back and it's just waiting for you. <laughs> and it goes down sweetly. Yeah. Um, so as I pour this, what I love, I, what I always love about pouring these kinds of ales is just looking at that, all the foam, the head just coming up yeah. and you just let it sit and wait. And once it's ready to go, it's just this smooth, you know, you, you talk about a milk stout, yeah, right? Like I just think of yep. smooth, like yep. this to me, if you said this to me, this was a milk stout. That's kind of what I would think. It is but very was, milky by nature. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's beautiful too. Look at that! Look at the already the thick. Like yeah. you could, you could, you could, know, you could float something on. You could, you could, you could. I reckon you could float a penny on the top of the moment. The, the thickness of the head. Look at that! And look at that line. You could, you know, you could set your protractor. On. <laughs> I don't know something. What do you do with straight lines? You could do something <laughs> with that straight line. Yeah, probably rule something. Probably set your and, ruler and to into, it. And and in today's edition of struggling for words. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just trying to work out what yep. you do with straight lines. Yep. <laughs> I can mess with that line. There's this song about straight lines. I think it was when Silverchair came back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got was going yeah, in my head yeah. as well. In a straight line. So look, I, I think, think the concern is you've already had five or six of these tonight yeah, before yeah, we started yeah, recording. Yeah, so yeah. So once it's ready, so you boys have got it. So yeah, it's ready. Cheers, gentlemen. Yeah. Cheers. So I don't think these are necessarily the right glasses to serve them in. Plastic. Plastic. If, if that were the glass versions of these, um, mm-hmm. back back when this particular beer festival could have glass, I'm sure there was a reason they switched to plastic. Mm, I have not had a Kilkenny in quite a long time. Yeah. And it's really very good. Yeah. It's really lovely. You know what I've always found with, both with um, with ales and with stouts, is it never really gets that tooth-cracking cold that you get from a, from a lager beer. You know when you, you put yes. a beer and you get it out of the freezer just before it turns icy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, quah, quah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, oh, it hurts. Yeah. It's so cold. Mm. Always I find with, with these with these kind of drinks, it's, it's not, not never quite edges over to that coldness. Maybe there's something in it because, you know, the Brits, they like their warm beer, right? Like yeah. Maybe there's something about the design of an ale, mm. an Irish or a British ale, 
that is, you know, it's 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 made to be warm or drunk, you know, or maybe it, you know, keeps warmth in or something like yeah, that. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. But comparing it to the the stouts we've had recently, I'll say it's it's definitely lighter than that. It's more refreshing. You know, I could see myself drinking one of these when I was thirsty, as opposed to drinking a uh, an Elsie the Milk Stout when I was hungry. hungry. Yeah, <laughs> because it's thick and it's got it's got body and it's got you know heft to it. But these these are quite. Uh, Quite thirst quenching, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, if you've got a milk stout in one of these next to it, you could kill hungry, thirsty dead. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Fuck off, oak milk. <laughs> Is oak. Yeah, get, get, get your fucking chocolate milk out of here. I'm going to kill Kenny in a milk stout, motherfucker. <laughs> you hold up one can of That's kill right. Kenny, one can of Guinness. Oh, yeah, milk stout. Here's your drink. Here's your meal. And your other one. Yeah. yeah. That's Holy right. moly. That's right. I'll need nothing more, gentlemen. I'll need nothing more. That, that is the mm. thing that really surprises me about this because I'd always, you know, my memory of Kilkenny from like 10 years ago was that this was like the thick, full-on ale kind of thing compared to what I had had, had to drink previously. And yet I'm drinking this. This is really easy. Yeah. It's really, really, really easy. Light. It really is kind easy. of creamy at the top, but yeah. really it's lighter than some lagers. I think. Yeah. Mm. So it's certainly lighter than an IPA. Let's get, let's get Boddington's. Maybe we can for next week or yeah. in two weeks' time. Yeah. I'd and, like to Pepsi uh, challenge the two of them. I'd like to side by side the two yeah. of them if you can save one of these cans. I think with Boddington's, I, to be truth be told, I'm slightly disappointed because I think it was Boddington's I was thinking of, which is just so, like... The Boddington's head in the line is yep. so ridiculously clear and straight. Yeah. Like, and the smoothness is like yeah. double this one. I was wondering what you were doing bringing this trash in here. Behold my beer. <laughs> I had my kids at Dan Murphy's. I look like one of those kids where the kids are, one of those fathers where the kids are running around. And I'm like, <laughs> hang on, kids. Dad's picking a beer, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. Yeah, it's it, look. It's it's a very quaffable drink. Look, my point, not gonna lie, to you, it's a delicious beverage. But my point for this was also was I wanted to discuss a a, a meal that I particularly enjoy. yes. So what meal would I have, have with this? A laksa, and a laksa oh. because and I've had Kilkenny with laksas a couple of times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because see it this. is so easy to drink. Yeah, you have like a really thick beer with yep. the laksa. So laksa and a beer is awesome, yes, right? They course. go really hand in hand. But if you have something like this, which is just sort of like, as you said, you're thirsty. If you've got mm. that burn of a laxa yep. going, yep. and you're like, mm. oh, mm. yeah. Think about the pairing of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Because essentially, you've got the combo here of this feeling a little bit creamy. Because like, if something's a bit spicy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Milk, but it's also light. Yeah. So it's like the perfect. Yeah. Because whenever I got, I could see that working. Shout out to what I think. Well, this is a debate. Tell me about your laxa choice, man. My best laxa is Hunter Street. Uh, Malay takeaway, Hunter Street, Sydney. Okay. Uh, coconut milk, hockey and noodles. I don't like white noodles. Oh, hockey I'm and a, noodles. You're already losing me. No, I'm the, the fresh rice noodles stupid. guy. Stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and oh, just, I, I hate to say it, but I'm pro Adam on this one. Thank no, you. Well, you're both wrong. Um, and <laughs> what, what else are you going to say that's stupid? Well, you just get not fried, just normal chicken and what? tofu. That's all I get. And then no vegetables? Yeah. Get... Anyone who gets vegetables in a laksa, that's not a laksa. In my what about opinion. what about tofu? Uh, so you said chicken and tofu. Yes, I oh, definitely I support the tofu. Yes, and I support the chicken. Great. You yeah. don't get prawns in there. No, I don't. You don't get wontons. Don't like a wonton in a laksa. <laughs> Let me tell you about wontons in a laksa. No. Happy Chef Newtown until it burnt down. God bless its soul. <laughs> used to do a laksa, and if you asked, for there are a dollar fifty per wonton. You just give them an extra four dollars yeah. fifty. They chuck in three wontons and yeah. soak in all those laksa flavors. 
And it was the best. I'm going to something. That place burnt down because someone was angry like me and burnt down Happy <laughs> Chef. That's putting wontons in its luxe up. Right. You can come, you can slam me all night if you so like. I will not have you talk badly about Happy Chef. Rice noodle, happy sh- prawn, yeah. prawn, no, prawn. I want the combination. I want the prawn, the chicken, the pork, the little weird fish slices. I want broccoli. Yeah, I want so tofu. I that want ball. We don't know the ball, fish or not. the mystery yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah I, it, it's it's mildly fishy, but yeah. there's no way this is fish. Mildly fishy mystery ball. Have you ever been to one of those places which is like the like it's the you can go and you can make your own hot pot. You know, like yep, thing. Yep. And it's just, there's about seven or eight boxes of just random seafood yes. stuff. Yes. And you're just like, I don't know what that is. I don't know yep. what that is. I oh, that's broccoli. I know yeah. what that is. Oh, you don't, that. I, I don't know what it is, but it tastes like the smell coming out of the back of a PS2. If you know that, like that burning motor kind of smell of the fan. <laughs> oh, man. It's like you smell that. It's like, that's what that fish ball tastes like. <laughs> man, that takes me back. That takes me back. I get a vivid memory from no, the, the smell of the, the smell, back of the yeah. PS2. You're, you're leaning right. forward because you've got to get Tekken out and yep. wipe it on your jumper <laughs> yeah. because it, keep, yep. it keeps pausing every time yep. you load up Panda. Yep. Yep. And you put it back in, that smell of the back of the PS2. That's what those it's fish so balls... That's what those it's fish so at Happy Chef Newtown until it's it burnt down. Tasted like. Okay, okay, and so what I'll say is, my luck is much more simple than that. His luck is that. Phil, I can see 100 percent why that place burnt down because clearly they overdo everything, <laughs> including, including uh, their 80 or 90 PS2s out the back, <laughs> <laughs> just keeping the place warm. That's right. We're playing Tekken two. I'm getting a hot pot. Getting Need a hot, for speed. I'm, I'm going for a hot pot there, and I'm like, I'll take another PS2 controller and just throw it in the hot pot. Delicious. <laughs> Tastes like nostalgia. Oh. Yeah, so I'm a combination plus wonton, rice noodle laksa. You're a simple one. I was hockey and chicken, chicken, hockey and noodle laksa with extra noodles and, tofu. and extra tofu. Okay. For me, I'm landing in the middle because too simple. Yeah. Like there's got to be veg. Yeah. But that's too much for me. Yeah. What you've got going on there. So I'm landing down the middle. Nah, every mouthful's um, a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And, and fried chicken because always, for starters. And well, <laughs> I'm just picking like breaded chicken. Yeah. yeah. Floating around in your luxe like a, oh, I like an animal. I a bowl of coconut milk with fried chicken in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, continue. I stand by it. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Under any circumstance. And vegetables. Yeah, keep it simple. Is there a particular place that you like? Or no, no. Right? no. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay. yeah I, don't, I don't eat a lot of luxes, but if it's on the menu, I'll give it a crack. There, place Apparently you get yours at KFC. Yeah. yeah. It's a double down luxe. I'm just... I'm... I'm, I'm... <laughs> Now that sounds amazing. I'm just confused about this idea of like fried chicken and a laksa though. You see, like it's it's actually no, you can get that really. Oh yeah, yeah. huh? Okay. Oh, at, the, at, the, at the hunt at the Malay takeaway, you know, because you know I don't haven't been in the city really for lunch for so long. But yeah. if you got there at one o'clock, there were lines. This was the place, yes. oh, and yeah. they had the big. The best thing about this place is they have the big. I'm sure they still have it. Just the leftover just the bucket, mammoth place, or uh, no, not mammoth. That's down there. No, 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 that's the Malaysian place. No, this is like a... I'll take you there one day. But there's a <laughs> bin where they just put all the empty locks. <laughs> and a chicken laksa hockey and... Like, that was always... Like, that's right. Uh, and at the end of the night, they let you go to the trough. <laughs> and you finish it off. That's, <laughs> that's it. right. Um, Time to finish off the PS2 fish balls, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you can see it. Kilkenny would go really well with lunch. I actually... I, you know what? I'm going to 100% agree on that. Yep. Beards, boys? The, the Kilkenny, look, I've had I've had a lot of Kilkenny's in my time. They're a lovely drink. I'm going to give it a four, uh, four out of five beards. Nothing wrong with it. Fantastic. Really love it. Yeah. Mm, mm. I'm wrestling with it. This is a nice beer, but I I need bandwidth for something that's because because it's a nice beer. It's smooth, um, and I'm really enjoying it. But it's not extraordinary in any way. Yeah. It's quite I find it quite ordinary. So yeah. I'm I'm 
It's a two point five or a three. Yeah. Okay. But I we'll mean, Two point seven five. No, so just below last week's oatmeal <laughs> stout. Then Adam is gonna memorize every vote we ever do what? and just go to town on us. No, but I was three and a half, so it's point seven. No, you dropped to a three. No, we both went three and a half. I've got the records. I looked it up. Or did you drop to a three? Someone dropped. I it. changed it. No, I okay, I wasn't Fair dropping. Enough. I wasn't dropping. So, and it has to be substantially lower than that because that was a pretty that was a pretty special beer. Whereas this, you know, it's 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 above average. But I tell you what, I tell you what, I yeah, look. You know what I think? I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, same to me again. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> doing, that, doing that thing again? Uh, you know, I probably would have given it a four or something like that, but I'm putting it down to a three and a half because mm. I think that... I, it's, just because you brought the wrong beer? Yes. Yeah, part because of I'm it. looking at it now and it hasn't got the final... Like, Boddington's would still look amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to put it down to three and a half. It's a very easy drink, but I agree. There's not... You're not having a party in your mouth while you drink this. You're not going like this is unbelievable. Yep. But if you're just sitting on a particularly hot day, or it's a lovely know, hot day, you're a luxa and you're just going, you know, yeah. eating yeah. a luxa, eating your noodles. And I sort of feel like there's a funny thing that happens with rating things on a scale when you inherently like the subject matter. So like, I like beer, yeah, as a whole, and so you almost end up on a spectrum of three point five to five. So That's what's your, what's your low whereas, rated beer? Whereas what I'm trying to come into here is like, okay, this is slightly above average. Two point okay. five is yeah, technically fifty percent. Perfectly yeah. fine. So that's where it is. All right. Well, awesome. Well, they great work. Huh? Okay. Credit a new segment. I'm calling it. Don't you wish you had kids, Phil? <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit personally attacked by this segment. You but... wish you had kids, <laughs> Phil. We've got to make you feel jealous about something. Yep. Although I don't know if this is going to work. No, look, I, I it was one of those moments. It's been one of those moments this week where um, I'm feeling feeling particularly excited because um, my eldest son, my six year old, is and maybe thanks to the a number of things. Well, not one maybe thanks to Star Wars Lego the game, mm-hmm. but maybe also because of. Um, the Ushies, because he's been oh, playing yeah. with the Ushies. Yeah. But my boys, in fact, both of them, have been asking me lots and lots and lots of questions about Star Wars. So oh, my six-year-old, nice. yep. now when we get in the car, they ask me, can you put on the Imperial March? And there's a couple of things here. One, I know I'm about to really, I'm about to go through a whole Star Wars phase with them. It's coming. Yeah. It's all, the writing's on yep. the wall. Yep. They, they haven't watched a thing yet. They haven't, well, they Not even a caravan of courage. <laughs> Not even in there. They haven't just, they'll start with the best. Don't okay. you worry about that. Yeah. Phantom Menace. <laughs> then they're going to move on. <laughs> no, so I know it's coming. Yes. And it's just so exciting because, you know, this is obviously something that means a lot to me. Yes. And I think, you know, as I think I said a couple of weeks ago, when Kobe finished his first ever challenge on Fall, fall Guys. Mm. I was like, this is awesome. Like, as part it's of a like, proud dad cool. moment. But it's like, yeah. I love video games. Now my six-year-old's loving video games and he's actually achieving stuff. Yeah. He, I love Star Wars. I still do. But yeah. obviously I'm now 40 years old. Look, a lot of you know, the new movies, I'm like, you know, we don't. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Eh, eh, eh. But like the classics are great. I haven't really watched them in a long time. Yeah. But like, I, you know, we quote them on everything. And now my six-year-old is asking me about like, my three-year-old says, this is BB-8 or something like that. I don't even know where he knows that's from. But he says it. They know who R2-D2 uh, is. My three-year-old holding up the little C-3PO and says, this is C-3PO. And, and really? now they're getting in the car and they're saying, 
I want to listen to Imperial March and blah, blah, blah. Now, I still think Star Wars is a little bit violent and yeah. stuff for them, so I'm yeah. not quite ready to bring it, but it's coming. And that's just a really, like, that's an awesome reason why you have kids, because then you start to... It's like we start, you know, we go to museums sometimes, mm. and it's kind of fun going back to museums. You don't go there when you don't have kids, because you're just kind of like, oh, I'm in a museum. But when you kind of get to explore in the eyes of your own children, yeah, again, yeah. I don't really care about going for other people's children, because who cares? But when I go with my children yeah. and they're enjoying the things that I've enjoyed, it's a very fun and exciting it's time. It's so cool. So, yeah. don't you wish you had kids? Well, <laughs> look, it's a compelling, it's a compelling sales pitch yeah. uh, around around having children. And there's an interesting thing that I find around people who have kids and uh, how frequently they need to sales pitch the idea of having kids. <laughs> and and so it almost feels like one of those multi level marketing programs that you're gonna you're gonna regret once Come you're in on. it, but you're gonna be stuck when you're there. And everybody who's in the multi level marketing program really wants to leave, but they can't leave and so they just want you to join yeah, them you're in there so you can at least relate to them is is kind of the sense that I you're get that kids, kids and kids. then they're going I was fucking kidding man yeah, that's right exactly exactly gotcha just like someone got me fucking sucked he hated Star Wars yeah, enjoy that's the right. wiggles dickhead that's right <laughs> suck on that and yeah. so uh, yeah the intensity like you genuinely had the intensity in your eyes when you were talking to me about that of somebody in a multi-level marketing program trying to convince me that one I should sell Avon products. One, one of us. One of us. But that said, the bit that I can say is real because I've, I've heard this pitch before Yeah. Um, from, one of, from one of my best mates who's got three kids and he did sort of, he came down to Sydney and he was looking at a few different places and you know, we had a good time and then he brought his family back down and he did, he did just have one of those moments with me where he goes, yeah, it's like, it's hard work being a dad sometimes. But getting to see the places I saw and then watching them discover it for the first time yeah, yeah. is like something yeah, that's exactly. amazing. And that's what you're articulating. That's that Star Wars cool. thing, like, yeah, you, you get to live it again through them. And not, 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 not too long time from now, we're going to be sitting down watching, you know, A New Hope. Yep. You, know, for, you know, he's going to be finding out that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And so, and, you do know, you think they're going to find sorry, that spoiler, out? Watch, you're spoiler gonna, alert! They're going to find that out watching the movie, or is it going to be spoiled for them? Because these days, uh, no, because he'll be young enough that when he starts watching it, he won't know. Yeah. Okay, what's the most What's the most grown up movie? Have they seen in Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah, Indiana I'll, Jones? Yeah, I'm a terrible father. <laughs> oh, good, good. So, I don't think I've just watched like Jurassic Park and then, until I think I realise that like, he probably shouldn't be watching this. Midsummer, yeah. <laughs> Midsummer, <laughs> Mars, Inglorious Bastards, Human Centipede. No, I also have. I also I have a said, child. Just, just before you, just before you get into that, I do, I do have a question to ask Tristan, yeah. which is, um, you're very excited about your sons discovering Star Wars because you're making an assumption that they're going to love it. But what will you do if they tell you that the Phantom Menace is the best one? Well, exile. No, or I, death. It's <laughs> they're kids, man. They're going to love Jar Jar. They're going to oh, love my, Jar Jar. Oh, it's going to be their favorite. Much. They're going to ask for the toy. I you start speaking in that stupid voice. Every Tristan, time, Tristan actually looks ill at the thought of this. Listeners. I've got tactics. You got tactics. Uh, every time they watch it, I just pinch them every five minutes so they associate pain <laughs> with it. Slap them. I just yeah. have a couple of luxes and just fart the entire time. Yeah, so they yeah. Oh, Phantom Menace, and there's just this, you know, this reflux. <laughs> you know, this wall of stank. stank just, Do you reckon yeah. you have to kill with that? Or? Oh, listen. I, look, I don't. Don't. Let's not even go there. Okay. I can't. Okay. He yeah. can't. Yeah. I can't. He looks physically ill at the idea. No. I... Let the kids make up their minds. But you know what? You're still experiencing it through them, and it's fantastic. I thought it was really fun when Anakin Skywalker was racing the pods through Tatooine. That was really cool. <laughs> I didn't like Empire because it was the most boringest. 
<laughs> now, last week, uh, I took my daughter. She's seven months old on her first swimming lesson. And this is important to me because it seems like a really dad thing to do. Like, your yeah. dads are the ones that step yeah. up to do the sports lessons, the, the swimming lessons, the classes, the things like that. Yeah. A lot of dads in the pool. Yep. A lot of mums to the sides with their cameras out. Yep. And uh, also, my mother informed me that when up until the age of about four or so, every time they tried to get me near the water... I would panic puke until I shit myself. So it's also n- always nice to see that some genetic traits will die with me. And uh, finally, <laughs> on one panic particular, I would panic too. puke until I shit myself. And finally, my parents realized uh, just how long I could hold my breath when they got distracted, as my mom says, for a bit and lost sight of me. A lifeguard thankfully found me at the bottom of the pool after just a couple of minutes and all was right again in the world. And what can I say? There are more ways to learn than by example. Now, I'm really enjoying taking my daughter to swimming classes. It's very much a bonding experience. You hold their hands, they look into you. You're that object of trust. Yep. You're keeping them afloat. And uh, to me, that means everything to be a dad. What do you reckon, Phil? I look. I, I've got. <laughs> yeah, Phil? Yeah, that's right. I'm feeling personally attacked by this segment. What do you got? Piece of uh, shit. Well, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Let me tell you about my two Tinder dates this week, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I will no, win this competition. We'll rebut next week. You will you will have your turn to come back and say next week it will be. Oh, we're gonna, didn't have kids. We're going to flip it next yeah, week. Okay. Yeah, yep. In that, that case, I'm going to I'm going to ramp things up this week. Do. I'm the Tinder dates were the same night. I take the I, twins. I, oh. <laughs> What did you do? Watch Fan and Menace with my kid. Yeah, that's right. Didn't even that's like right. it. That's right. I'm feeling personally attacked by this, but now I'm feeling personally empowered to go out and live my best life. Daughter, daughter spewed um, in the pool. But no. uh, look, there's two images that are coming up for that. One was an extremely compelling image of the beautiful moments of fatherhood where you're guiding your little one yeah. through some critical moments yeah. of beautiful and trust yeah. and all that. And the other one was Adam sinking as a child, sinking to the bottom of a pool while shitting himself. They left me so, there. They left me there. They were distracted by and, something else. And if those two images don't perfectly <laughs> illustrate raising children, I'm, I think I've misinterpreted what raising children is. <laughs> I, I when I was apparently when I was I just remember when we were I was in some resort with my family yes. uh, when I was four years old and I jumped in the pool. I, did, I thought I had my floaty around me. Yep. My cousin, my big cousin, rescued me. Yeah, oh really? I just thought I had a float down. Yeah. Yep. So, well, this is but it's, difference it's, between me and Adam happens to leave the trail of poo. That's <laughs> true. Right. Poo right. and spew. <laughs> that's right. It's all the way to the bottom. That's how they found me. That's right. But it's the old, <laughs> their classic poo and, poo, poo and spew. Leaves a trail. It's like the, it's like gingerbread. <laughs> uh, no, <they're, laughs> it's so it's so uh, follow the chunks. I think it is one of those. I, look, I think it chunks. is one of those. Like it is one of those. It, it is. It is the beautiful thing about having kids yeah. is that you, um, you know, you do get to, you get to see them grow obviously and, and go through these experiences, but you really get to sort of, you know, not live through them, but, you know, share these experiences they have, they have for the first time that we've all gone through that, yep. you know, that, that you now get to experience um, kind of again as a kid almost, but really as the sort of the guider and the teacher. And it's just, whether it be watching like a classic movie or, Teaching them to swim—it's really a, a beautiful thing. I and think so, it's ultimately uh, why we have kids. And so, how does one become a father? I, I presume you have to find a woman who actually wants I'll to bring a pamphlet. <laughs> you know, That's my a, current problem. There's a great Seinfeld line, which was uh, George <laughs> looks at this nice couple in the in the in the cafe, and yep. he goes, "I'd like to have children." First, I've got to date first, of course. That's right. That's right. I'm going to be going on on, on Tinder like this for next <laughs> week's segment. I'm going to date first. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we look forward to next week, Phil, when you're... Uh, your rebuttal. Rebuttal. All right, nice one.
video games, our most serious segment. Uh, I don't want to start. Who wants, Phil, why don't you start? So, my retro streak continues. <laughs> You're still um, doing this. But yeah, I can tell you, the retro streak the retro, the retro will be coming to an end shortly. Yeah. Uh, on the basis of this, because I am on a downhill run. So, very excited. I was in the PlayStation Store having a look at some more two, three dollar bargains. Yeah. Oh, hey, the opposite. PS5? Yeah. No, two dollar, three dollar. No, no. Two, <laughs> yeah. two, three bucks for a game. This is, <laughs> let's, let's take a look at what's out there. And mm. to my excitement, an arcade multi-pack that had, uh, where were we? Pac-Man. Oh yeah, um, Galaga. Yeah, and Dig Dug. Oh yeah, right. Dig Dug. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Dig Dug One, I assume. Yes, yes. Okay. That's it. That's yeah. it. And so uh, three classic arcade games yeah. that I thought had timeless value. I was no. wrong. <laughs> no, they don't. I was wrong. You know, we have got to tell Phil. Galaga is still great. You know, don't what? chase your childhood. It really, it really isn't. Galaga, no, Galaga. I, I still pay. I will still pay a dollar if there's a Galaga machine at the pub. If I'm sitting there with a mate, we play two-player Gallagher, we've got a pint there, and we'll have a, have a little game, and it's great. But you know what? Dig Dug and Pac-Man are both awful games. They're both okay. awful. Okay. Well, I personally felt that all three of them were awful, but if you want to give a small amount of redemption... Gallagher at least has a little bit more variety. You after, can get your ship stolen. Yeah. You can go top double ship. Yeah. You can just, you know... After and there are options. Sorry. After the podcast, <laughs> I think I would like Adam to play it a little bit. We'll play just, it. Yeah. Just so that... It's not a complete waste of money because right. I played some Gallagher and I was thinking to myself, dear Lord, why am I spending my time doing this? And then Pac-Man, which I've, I've even played Pac-Man maybe like three, four years ago and I thought it was all right, but the, the, the PlayStation conversion isn't working particularly well either, so the joystick's a little shaky. Maybe right. that's the problem. Um, that's not helping. That's not helping. Oh, look, at he's, he's, he's just also, absolutely like, Everyone knows that to the hill. Miss Pac-Man is a superior Pac-Man game. It's got the randomness of the mazes. It's a lot more intuitive. It's like Wasn't the controls Miss Pac-Man better. like a scroll adventure? No. There was a Pac-Man that was like it was a... Pac-Man Adventures, which was, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a Wonder Boy-esque yeah. scrolling, side-scrolling adventure. That was fantastic. Yeah. If you could get that on PS4 yeah. for whatever reason for two dollars, I'll play it right now. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll be checking the PlayStation Store immediately to watch that. You know, um, personally, you know, you can get all of these for free, right? And personally, I'm going to tr- see if I can find the uh, the old Super Nintendo game the, that was the Seven Up game. I don't know if you're oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Fido Dido's Seven Up game. I'm sorry, but, that what? Yeah, it, it's great game as I remember it. It was probably terrible, not if yeah. I came back. No, I do. that's the thing about, you know, they're making all these games, like the Super Nintendo, this one that you've got, yeah, they've got the Mega Drive one, yeah. and you play all these games, like Earthworm Jim, and all that. They are good action games, and you yes. think, like, this is going to be classic retro playing. Yeah. And then you play it for a little bit, you're like, eh. No. Well, and that's, like, it's kind of fun, because it brings back a memory, and then suddenly that it. goes yeah. away pretty quickly. And, and, and that's exactly what my experience with this was, whereas Super Mario World was like, no, this game still stands up. No, Super Mario World and is... And it probably will still stand up. The Marios are in a different class. They're, yeah. they're in a league of their own. But that said, I played Super Mario World 2 <laughs> to follow up Super Mario World. That was my other retro play of the week, and it was just too basic. It was too simple. So, Yoshi's so, Island. Oh, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah always yeah. hated it. It's too kiddie. Always hated um, it. And there was just nothing challenging about yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, look, I, I think um, to defend Adam a little bit here with his defensive Galaga, yeah, yeah. they've got that, I don't know if you've been to like a time zone recently or a gaming place recently, they've got a mega version of Galaga. It's like a Galaga on steroids. Galaga wall, right? It's, it's like a whole wall. Like, of like a whole wall yeah, yeah. of Galaga, like, yeah. You still like putting like two dollars and you die within a very quick <laughs> amount of time. 
Well, that's but, the uh, premise of every arcade that's ever existed. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the, the, to, to give it sort of the classic status, you don't generally see a big wall of dig dug and... No, exactly right. Yeah. As a, as a side note, though, last time I was at Time Zone, I found that there were racing machines for Mario Kart. Yes, there are. Oh, yeah, we played them. Yeah, yeah. Which, and you can take your photo before you start so the, right. your mates can see who's up All ahead. of which was awesome, except for the fact that like the arcade version of Mario Kart was worse than the one you can play at home. Yeah, we played it in Austin, Basic remember? tracks. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. terrible. 100%. Yeah. 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 But I did get to put my photo on it. And yeah. I enjoyed that. That's right. nice. I think we're going to have to get Phil out of his retro funk. Yeah, but, I'm, coming uh, yeah. I'm coming out after that. <laughs> Although maybe I have to give Gallagher a, a longer run, according to Adam, or maybe I should cut my losses immediately. Uh, well, I mean, Gallagher, you know what? You're shooting... Uh, it's, it's, it's not like that. It's, there's suddenly a change in gameplay, mate. It's just shooting spinning ships as they fall towards yeah. you. Yeah. But I, I would just say I think Gallagher has got a bit more last ability than Pac-Man or Big Doug. I see. I, I enjoy say... Gallagher. I like the, the variety in the level to levels. I know it's always the same kind of mechanic, falling ships, they spin, they whatever. But there's a little bit more going on with Gall- Gallagher. Yeah. You can strategize it. And I would say the only one that I enjoyed the way you're describing was Pac-Man. Because I played Gallagher, I was out in three minutes. Pac Man, yeah, that's why you're wrong. 10, 15. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you're wrong. Yeah. That's a dick. Yeah. But not a dick, Doug. Yes, but in uh, in my gaming. God. Yeah, here we go. I haven't, God, I I haven't even touched. I have not even touched my Switch this week. Oh. So I'm not even going to mention Luigi's Mansion right now. But I have <laughs> been playing a little mobile game called Among Us. I don't know if you've seen this. It's gone viral this month. Okay, I have here on my notes. Is this the new Flappy Bird? No. It's all, I have here on my notes. All of us have to download Among Us and yeah. play it, and we're going to talk about it next week. So should I just hold till then? Yeah, I reckon. All right. Let's well, all in Luigi's it. Mansion news. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in Luigi's Mansion? <laughs> Not a lot, but I did check out the trailer for the new Zelda Hyrule Warriors games. Looks kind of good. It's the first time I can remember being able to play different races since Majora's Mask. Anyway, it's out November 20th this year. I can only hope it stands up. It's a solid Zelda fill-in until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out next year. Dot, dot, dot. Start talking about Among Us, which it will not be doing right now. No, let's... Are you cool with that, Phil? I'm cool with that. Yeah. And uh, Hyrule Warriors, where you can play as different races. Is it Hyrule Race War Warriors? No, it's yeah. race. Are we talking race? Or are they playing on the same side? Yeah. Right, right. No, you can, you can be like the Gorons. You can be yep. the, the, the little that mushroom guys. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that does sound It's like, did you ever play Majora's Mask? You put in the mask, and now yeah, you're a yeah, Goron yeah. guy, now you're a Ace guy, now you're a yeah. Deku shrub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually, I, I, I think Majora's Mask, and I'm not going to make the argument that it's that it's better than Ocarina of Time. Because it's but, not. But just that I liked it more. It was way more creative, creative. And it was yeah. far more difficult. Yeah. Yes. It was really hard. And it was just such a cool premise. Yeah, you had the so weird mechanic of the moon crashing yes. into the, to Hyrule. You had three yeah. days. You had to go back in time a lot. You had yeah. masks. Amazing yeah. game. But what that's one of those games, the, the one of the Zelda games that I played once, I'm just like, fuck, I'm never picking up this controller again. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ocarina, I finished five or six times. Yeah. 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 No, and Ocarina was so groundbreaking when yeah. it came out. It was just amazing. Like I remember the first time like, Lose plugging days. that in, and we were down at the Blockbuster video. There's a throwback, and uh, and literally being in there. Shout as out a Blockbuster kid. video if you're shout looking for sponsorship. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> they have no money. <laughs> they have no existence. <laughs> <laughs> But in, in Blockbuster and looking at all the different games and like it looked kind of kiddy and so I wasn't looking at it. My mum's there and she's just like, I think you would like this. And yeah. I'm like, this looks ridiculous. And she's like, no, you'll like it. And I got home and I'm like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to mum. Yeah, shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out Phil's mum. That's right. Look at the sponsorship. Hero of the week. <laughs> um, no, okay. So the, uh, boys, let's, let's all get among us. 
It's yep. basically uh, it's free. It's on the mobile. It's free. It's on the mobile, and it's also on all the other platforms. And it's 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 a one of those you know mass player one things. But it's, it's ten players. Oh, sounds yeah. really interesting. The idea is ten players. You walk around trying to do little mini games to fix up a spaceship. Yeah. One of the guys is a saboteur. Yeah. And that guy will try and sabotage the spaceship or even kill other players. Yeah. And then when that happens, you have to vote who you think the saboteur is. We've done similar things like there's like mafia games like yeah. that. We even did a laser zone one that was like one of the people was an imposter and they'd shoot their own teammates. Yeah. Fantastic premise. Let's talk about it next Let's week. It next so time. sort of like a shoot 'em up with a secret Hitler vibe. It's very, very little shoot 'em up yeah. to it. Yeah, very yep. much so. like it. But like it's it. definitely secret Hitler. Yeah. Um my alright, so next week, boys. My news, very quickly, I was very excited. I just saw this Mass Effect trilogy is being remastered and reportedly coming out next year. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played Mass Effect, yeah. but fuck, they were good games. Mass Effect, especially Mass Effect 2 oh, yeah. and Mass Effect 3. Yep. Apparently what's holding it back is Mass Effect 2 and 3 were so good and better than Mass Effect 1 yep. that like they need to spend more time making Mass Effect 1 actually look half decent. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's where the delays are. That was been. a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long right? time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, fuck it, just redo Mass Effect 2 and 3 and I'd probably be on that if they make that look super amazing. Yeah. Um, no, I wanted to briefly talk about glitching, which is a... Um, this, is a, this, is a t- this is a thing that I didn't know exists, but clearly you boys already know what it is. But, and I'm yeah, referring yeah, yeah. it back to Fall Guys, right? So with Fall Guys, mm. it's when it first came out and we first started it, there was a... Uh, you know, people were just playing the mini-games... They were, you know, we're just going through it, we're enjoying it, and so on. Yeah. Now that it's been out for a while, all the, you know, nerdlingers out there... They've found the secrets. ...videos uh, about how to jump yeah. here and there. So yeah. now my six-year-old yeah. watches me playing and is shouting at me when I'm not doing things like jumping on a specific area of the map that would bounce me up. To, I'm doing it wrong, apparently. Because he's watching you're it on hacking YouTube. It. Yeah. I'm not hacking it. And now you're also getting like... You'll start a particular um, segment, and you know you'll all be raising. And you see all of these young kids just, and it pisses me off. It's like I'm thinking, like, just go and play, play the game. game. Yeah. Play just the game like it's made. It. Yeah. But like, so not only do I think it's annoying because there's all these annoying people who want to try and do this, yeah. but also my six-year-old is in my ear saying, getting kind of upset that I'm doing it wrong yeah. because I'm just following the track as it's meant to, and I'm not actually jumping on this tiny little yellow part, which yeah. would you know jump up. Onto the next part, yeah. and now my six-year-old goes around talking about glitching. He's starting to teach me video game things, which is kind of goes back to don't you wish you had kids, which also is kind of cool. Yeah. At the same time, like yeah, yeah, my yeah. little six-year-old's saying, "So were you, you?" I'm like, "I'm so proud of you." He's also you calling you a dumbass. He's also calling me a dumbass. You think they should play the game like it's supposed to be played? I so you, for example, never made the jump in the opening stages of Wario Stadium, or never did the spin around in uh, in the Iceland and Mario Kart sixty four. Everyone's glitched. We we've glitched since we were kids. Now kids are glitching again. We've always found the shortcuts. You're just talking out of your ass because you're an old man. <laughs> All right, tell I, me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Left. You, have you ever done the entire the entire course on Wario Stadium Mario Kart 64? No. You make the jump at the start, then you turn around and make the jump back, glitching through the side of the wall. It's true. <laughs> but it true. it's different. It's the generation thing. Yeah, but it was different back in my day. It was. It, <laughs> it was exactly the same. A classic move of no, no, no. None of us are jumping over the wall for Wario Stadium, and then you get to the last lap, and they've gone past the glitching opportunity. And you're yeah. like suckers. Yeah. Yeah. See you in hell. That's right. Okay, but we never called it glitching. 
And so that's the problem. You're calling it glitching. Instead of shortcuts. Yeah. No, you know what? I think it's more... Kids these days. Do you know what it is? Do you, remember, do you remember SNES Mario where if you had the feather in that second Choco Valley you could turn around, do a jump and like do a lap in the Star Cup who in like 10 seconds? Who, do you think you're who invented it? Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, you've been doing yeah. that since you were... That, that was like when you were 14 years yeah, old. I know. But here's the difference. Phil, this is the big difference. Okay. This isn't like... You know, these games aren't multi-mass player games which you're playing online and you know you just... Yes, okay, sure. I'm 40. <laughs> as Lind- as my wife has said to me, you know you're supposed to be eight-year-olds. They're not for you. So it annoys me that these little eight-year-olds <laughs> are glitching the fuck out of these games. I'm just... You're trying to hold up. You're trying to yeah, you're trying to play it the regular way. They realise can't we just play it like it was designed to be played, no, everybody? Stop. Just can I slow down? I'm very old. Stop, stop, he's already Put dead. On your seat. <laughs> They're halfway through the argument and just realizes yes, I'm an old. This is the point where Tristan realizes he's learning something from his kids. He just fucked me. The yeah, one the yeah. one thing now that he's been successfully fucked. The one, the, the one cuddle I'll give him after that. <laughs> the post-coital um, post cuddle okay. is the fact that the one, like Help the thing, me, the thing that kids these days, kids these days <laughs> don't get is the fact that when I did make that move with Wario Stadium, <laughs> yeah. right, your mate was there on the couch to punch you in the face for doing so. Yeah, getting really like annoyed. That's right. Yeah. So you actually had to deal with the repercussions yeah. of your actions yeah. in the sense that if you're going to do that, like. It's on. I still remember like our friends who didn't know how to do it getting really annoyed with us. Yeah, my wife. Well, but I, hiding behind online. Yeah. My wife told me she was a big N64 fan, and she is. And yeah. she, we, we actually were at an Airbnb that had an N64 set up with Mario Kart. I'm like, let's play Mario Kart. She's like, fantastic. And she's not, not bad at it. She's playing it. She's racing. We're head to head. It's pretty good. We get to Warrior Stadium. I immediately just make the jump because what else do you do? Yeah. And she's like, what, what was that? Yeah. And she'd never seen it before. And she's racing like an idiot. I'm like, well, this game's over. And she got really upset. Like, yeah, yeah. I was the one glitching. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe... I don't really know where to conclude out of this. I, yeah, I, I don't think want to the be the only I just hope black. a lot of our listeners played Mario Kart 64 back in the day. 100% Otherwise they're going to be do. tuned out a long time ago. Our target market should be playing Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Honestly, the only firm conclusion I take out of this is that Tristan is an old, old man. Yeah. Old man. I'm kind of depressed You can now. shave old that stubble man. off. You can get a haircut, but you're still an old okay, man. Okay, we're playing Among Us next week. This is the end of this segment. I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, boys. He's tapping out. Uh, let's... let's uh... Well, actually, we were going to talk about... We, look... We're going to talk a little TV, but we've kind of come to a consensus. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to keep going. We're running out of time, so we're all going to watch the Social Dilemma this week. Yes, and we're going to talk about it yep. at some point. I do need to dedicate an entire episode of the Freedman um, podcast to Cobra Kai because there's you guys need to watch that, so we need to discuss it at oh, some yeah? point. Okay, but on this right. episode. Huh? All about Cobra Kai. Yeah, all about. And when yeah. are we going to watch all seventy-eight minutes of Bill and Ted Face the Music? <gasps> yes, <gasps> let's do that this week as well. All right, is it on Google Play? Because I'm not going to the cinema. All right, let's do Social Dilemma this week, and let's right. aim and let's during this week, let's see if we can legally get Bill and Ted's. But it's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's something journey. What is it called? Face the music. Face the music. We're gonna we're gonna watch it on a on a brand new cinema type called Dropbox. Okay, so. <laughs> So we, should, we, should, we should do a first watch commentary track 
just for that movie. Oh yeah. We'll watch it and we'll just we'll just talk shit. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's 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 All right, slot that in. All right, so social dilemma next week, and we're going to talk about some other ideas. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up with a little Sydney news. Sydney News. Boys, I don't know if you saw this, but this was actual effing news. It was on a number of news sites. Now, classic Simpsons. Do you remember when Homer is the um, molester? There's a 24-hour news thing. And there's part where Marge takes the cat out. (laughs) Possibly because of molested? Yep. We're not sure. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just going to read this news article because it was out there on many sites and this is what it was. I'm going to read, it, I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. Okay? This should be good. I'm reading the whole thing. <clears throat> and it goes a little something like this. Headline. Buddy Franklin takes out the trash outside his Sydney home after returning from Queensland following the Swans' final game of the season. He returned home to his wife, Jacinta Franklin, and their daughter, Tallulah, in Sydney after the Swans played their final game for the AFL season last week. But on Thursday, Lance Buddy Franklin looked less than pleased to be on rubbish duty as he hauled a large bin outside his Rose Bay home. The 33-year-old <laughs> footy star showed off his tattooed arms in a beige t-shirt as he took out the trash. Buddy completed his casual ensemble with black shorts and a pair of beige sandals. The sportsman recently returned home from Queensland after the Sydney Swans were ruled out for the remainder of the AFL season. However, Buddy didn't play a match in 2020 due to being sidelined after sustaining a hamstring injury. Hamstring injury. Last month, it was revealed the Swans were temporarily relocating to Cairns due to fears over the spread of coronavirus in New South Wales and Victoria. Jacinta stayed behind in Sydney for work commitments. On September this is 6th, the news. The mother of one was forced to celebrate Father's Day weekend without her husband, who was locked down at an AFL hub in Queensland. She posted a photo to Instagram of her swan star oh husband God. pushing Tallulah's tail alongside a bittersweet Father's Day tribute. Oh my God. Just into catching the image, Happy Father's Day and Buddy Franklin 23. So sad we can't be with you today. We are sending lots of virtual cuddles via FaceTime. Big love to all the other families who can't be together today. Oh my God, it just keeps going. She added. Just keeps going. Keep going. <laughs> Buddy it. Franklin returned. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. Did we ever <laughs> see him when Tristan laugh cries his way through a piece of news? That everyone? was the entire. I can't believe that's news. That's... So that article. Can I just ask that's... what publication was that news that comes out of you? Or was that? I think it was. It was. If you just put in Buddy Franklin news, it, was... it comes up on on so many sites. It that's was syndicated. It was syndicated. So, so you know what that sounded like to me. <laughs> If you if you took two of the two very separate and distinct things and made them one, that's what that's what this news article is. Firstly, <laughs> it's it's an essay with a really big word count that you start talking nonsense in the middle of to yes. add the word count. That's piece number one. Yeah, and then yeah. piece but number two is on either side of it. Yeah, piece number two is you know when you find yourself on like a website for a business or service that is clearly trying to game the search engine optimization, oh, just like and so they write the same thing over in. and over again yeah, yeah. and yeah. lacing it with keywords. Yeah. We're a chiropractor in Sydney. A Sydney-based chiropractor <laughs> we is based in Sydney. Artificial <laughs> intelligence, machine learning, and <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> Hashtag Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Every goddamn tech blog. <laughs> it's exactly My right. God. And it's like, it's a perfect fusion of those two things. 
Which leads me to believe that the singularity is here. It's just really dumb. <laughs> so, is this one of those articles that's written by an AI? You know, they, they've, they've yeah. made those now. It's no, there like... were photos in it, and there was like, no, no, it was a genuine news site. Really? Yeah. It feels like it, it honestly does also read like when I think they, there was a news article a while back where they put all the James Bond scripts through an AI and then oh, it just yeah. produced a James Bond. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was, you could see it was getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still just fucking nonsense. Well, it's in Sydney news, guys. <laughs> Buddy Franklin took out the trash. Um, okay. Slow news week. It's a good thing there's nothing else happening in work. I, I, I do love a slow news week. Um, Oh yeah, no COVID and stuff. I think that's a thing of the past. Yep. Also, side note, you know, as we just to end up the show, we did talk about my haircut. Mm. When did the Lebanese become barbers? master barbers? Every, nearly every barber I've been to in recent years just was it been a long time? Is it just oh, not? I always shout used, out to them. They do a great job. I always use Con in Inmore, and he's great, and he did a great job. Okay. That little like, cr- the crutch rub, you know, when he's like he's doing your hair and your head's back and, you, and you're powerless and he sort of grinds a little bit into another you. Another time when Adam's been molested. <laughs> I think God raped me. Yes, new segment, Doc. When, new segment. When Adam was molested again. You know that time when you, you know, whenever you go to the doctor and he just tells you to whip your dick out. You're like, Never happened. He actually did. Though. That happened to you, didn't it? Animal Medical Center. Every time I went around, it's like. Yeah, so my clavicle, I broke my clavicle playing squash and it's been really hurting during the winter months. It's like, all right, so let's take the pants off. <laughs> it's another, it's another, great, really? another great excuse to whip out the line. Okay, sir, it's time to check your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is my monthly asshole inspection day already. That's <laughs> my new segment. It's time to check your asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adventures in Adam's life. It's time to check your asshole. New new segment. Adam, that's actually molestation. (laughs) Adam, dot, 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 that's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But it it happened to me. Alright, until next week, everybody. Stay back and stay free. Stay free.